With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In what may be one of the strangest articles I have ever seen in relation to the culture war, the week is asking why Republicans are so concerned about grooming. And I don't, I, I think maybe they're trying to make a semantic argument like why, why are Republicans concerned about this greater concept, but it shows the naivete, ignorance, or devious nature that is behind the defense of the parental rights and uh, I'm sorry, the defense or the protests against, I should say, the parental rights and education bill. There's a reason why Republicans don't like grooming uh, because they like their kids. You know, they, they love their children and they don't want predators coming after them. And now we have all of these articles coming out from the left, from establishment media, defending what is defending these ridiculous ideas uh, like having adults have secret conversations with children about sexual things. And it's it's just really strange how they're they have no choice, I suppose, but to come out overtly in support of these ideas because they falsely smeared the bill. They need this kind of they need teachers to have the ability to separate children from their parents for their ideology, but it puts them in a serious bind when the subject matter is, hey, don't groom, which means parents have a right to know, and now they're forced to defend this bill. I I, I think Republicans have uh, principally gone after the issue. I don't believe there was an ulterior motive. I don't believe there's a secret definition of what grooming means. Unlike the left that redefined white supremacy, fascism, and racism, for the most part, Republicans legitimately mean grooming when they say anti-grooming. But of course, the left likes to redefine language. This may be one of the most successful culture war campaigns because regular parents understand what's happening to their kids, which is why we saw this election in Virginia. We saw a Loudoun County scandal. We see a Republican win because these parents don't like what's happening in these schools to their children, and they don't want it kept a secret from them. That's what's happening. So we have a whole bunch of articles about this because now we've got Texas making a big push for parental rights and education. Um, I'm hearing people mention Louisiana. We've got Ohio doing the same thing. We'll talk about that. We've also got a, a very funny story. We'll talk about more outrage over Elon Musk over at Twitter. There is something going on in California with a bill that would prevent prosecution, criminal or civil penalties against a person, a person if something happens that results in a perinatal death. So what pro-lifers are saying is, California is basically legalizing post-birth abortion. Now, there there was an amendment made to the bill, so we'll break down what's really happening. And it is it is kind of alarming what they're proposing. It's not nearly a, it's it's not the worst case scenario. Many people on the right are saying, but it is still really bad. So we'll we'll get into all that. Plus, we got polls coming in. Democrats, it's looking really really bad. Even Chris Hayes is issuing a dire warning about what we can expect in the November midterms. Yeah. Yeah, the, the polls are so it's, good, they're preparing for Russian interference. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Joining us today is uh, Will Chamberlain. Good to be with you. Uh, senior counsel at the Internet Accountability Project and the Article 3 Project, and always happy to be here. Right on. Thanks yeah, great me. to have you, man. Seamus uh, is here. Seamus Coglin of Freedom Tunes. We upload new political cartoons every week. We're uploading one tomorrow, so go over there and subscribe. Yes. You'll enjoy it. Ian Crossland, the favorite devil's advocate. I was going to try and take a devil's advocate position on this grooming thing because I, I have a feeling people in this room kind of are in agreement about how 
cruel and insane it might be, but I don't think I can. Hmm. Seems too so too Soviet to me to get it, to get on Ian's board. With like, it. how can I support what they're saying? How can I understand? Not, not, not this time. <laughs> no, understanding their mentality is uh, the I'm first step. There, yeah. But uh, let's go there. Well, I am very concerned about their mentality. I don't think they're coming from a place of good faith. So we'll read some of those articles and see what they're up to. Yes, but before we get started, head over, my friends, to TimCast.com and become a member. To help support our journalists and the hard work they do every day, we're a member-supported website, so all of our journalists are employed, thanks to you guys. And you'll also get access to exclusive episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast. We will have one up for you tonight at 11 p.m., and that's over at TimCast.com. But don't forget to smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel if you have not already, and share the link to this show wherever you can if you want to help support the show. That grassroots marketing is tremendously powerful. It's something these big networks don't have. You ever notice the New York Times with their 10 or whatever million followers on Twitter can't get retweets? It's because they have no support. People just know who they are. Let's change that up. Share the show if you want to help out. Let's jump into this first story. Behold one of the most absurd articles you will ever see from the week. Why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? I just want to, I just want to pause real quick. What and a great say, question. <laughs> this headline should make it clear to any and everyone that there are two distinct universes that exist in terms of morality. There is no conservative, post-liberal, libertarian, civil libertarian, whatever, who would question why grooming is bad. But apparently, to the establishment left, to the corporate left, Democrat, whatever, and many leftists who would defend this, they're outright just like, why are you mad about your kids being groomed? Yeah. Is it... The, yeah. the morality is just it's just sep- it's it's parallel realities. The most point. the most charitable possible interpretation you could give to this article is that he's essentially saying that this grooming isn't happening and it's moral hysteria, right? And that seems to be what he delineates in this article. So yeah, here's the question: Why would Republicans be concerned about grooming? Is it the case that Florida tried to pass or did pass a parental rights and education bill that said you can't talk to 48 year olds about sexuality and then tell them don't tell your parents after you have a conversation with them about sexuality and perverted ideas? And then the entire media said that that was wrong and we should oppose it I think well, it, oh wait it is so it's perfectly reasonable but, 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 but let's make sure we, we 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 preface this with there was a bill that was passed in florida there it says classroom instruction on orientation and identity is prohibited kindergarten through third grade or in a manner that is not age appropriate it further clarifies that in any instance of treatment given to a child for mental medical or physical reasons the parents must be informed and the school and its employees can't encourage children to withhold information and must provide information to parents on certain issues. The parents have a right to sue. How, now, when that happened, what did the establishment media come out and say? Yo, why do you hate gay people? Yep. Mm. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on a minute. You know, we're, we're like, hey, we don't, we don't like, you know, creepos coming after our kids. And they're like, you hate gay people. It's like, <laughs> yep. That, that association happened in your mind. Yes. Yeah. Like this is it's, it reminds me of you know the Kevin Spacey thing when he was you know accused oh, of right. <laughs> of, uh, of pedophilia and he was like let me admit I am a gay man <laughs> like what that's right <laughs> very that's right. bold yeah right very bold so this is I think you know they tried what actually was extremely reckless uh, rhetorical gambit right saying I, that I, the, for Spacey though it was just assaulting dudes I don't think they yeah. were kids I think I think they were like mm, teenagers. He, were, they, was, were, they, was, were they underage? Was, I'm pretty sure, yeah, that there was some reports of him trying to, like, seduce underage males. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's the case. Yeah, so uh, that, w- that was why it was like, I'm, I'm going to admit I'm a gay man was such a joke. Right? Yeah, like, like, everyone's like, did you do it? And he goes, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay, dude. Not responsive, bro. Don't know what that's to do. So, yeah, right. Well, so so here, here's what I would say about this article. I, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, interested in 
trying to give the benefit of the doubt to people who would call all of us fascists yeah, exactly. or Nazis or white supremacists. Mm-hmm. So when they read an article that says, why are Republicans so concerned about grooming? Do they not realize what they're saying with that headline to the average person? Yeah. Does the average person understand they're talking about a semantic debate? And I'm not going to go ahead and assume that. He actually writes in the article that it's hard to know how yeah. much of this is sincere hysteria and how much is ugly McCarthyist politics. Or uh, how about this dude is so out of touch. The left is so in favor of grooming, they can't see it as grooming or being bad. That's it's what I'm true. saying. Yeah. I it's think this true. spawns from uh, guidance counseling in high school. When I was high school, it was like if you're getting abused at home, you can come talk to the guidance counselor and the gu- in confidentiality, they'll report it to the police for you kind of thing. So like your parents aren't going to destroy you. for. And that's why I think this mentality is like if you think you're trans and you're six, then – they're, that we don't want, then it's abusive for your parent to tell you it's not mentality. And so yeah. they're trying to do this behind the parent's back because they don't want the kid yeah, to but, suffer but, abuse. But, but it's not, a, it's not the same no, thing. No, it's not abuse. Look, That's these parents they, are going to be with these children for 79 years. Well, probably the parents will die before then, but let's just say average life expectancy, 55 years. average, you know, 55 to 60 years, the parents will be with their children their entire lives. How about that? The teachers, one year, one year. So how about if a five to nine year old says something, the teacher says, maybe this is something that's best suited for your parents to figure out with you because they're going to be with you for the next decade. Then, you know, as you go through these issues in school, you, your, your parents will be a constant for the entirety of their, your school career or whatever. We'll only be one year out of the whole, the entire And then the kid yeah. goes, but I'm afraid to tell my parents. And then so it spawns from that. And, and the kid's the like, well, they're afraid. We can't make them do something they're the afraid to do. And the teacher should say, you should never be scared of your parents. Yeah, a good teacher would right. do that. But... If parents are beating their kids, yeah. then they should say, we're going to mm-hmm. call, you know, child services. Right. Yeah. A good faith exception sort of ends up swallowing like the normal behavior. And again, like the arrogance here of these teachers to be like, well, no, I should be able to talk about, you know, instruct these kids on sexual orientation. And I should be able to have secret conversations about their gender identity. Like, no, 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 no. This is not your child. Mm-hmm. There's a parent. And I think it's not a surprise that all these people are like single or, or childless. Why are, I got, I, 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 I got I, I to go at this semantic argument real quick. Obviously people are going to argue on the left that the, the article is not suggesting that they don't understand why grooming is bad. They talk about all that stuff in there. The, the article itself is trying to separate what grooming means into something else. Yes, that's why yes. it's in quotes. What they're trying to do is when, 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 uh, it's, it's, again, I hate saying conservative. They're trying to redefine it. You're right but already. They're trying to redefine what the word means. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When we see photos of, there's that photo of that little boy with the adult naked man. You remember that one? Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's like a drag show. And the left was like, this is fine. And I'm like, the dude is buck naked. Or there's the, the, the Desmond kid who is stripping on stage. That's but disgusting. that's just a drag show. I'm like, no, it's not. If, you, if anyone who's ever been to uh, across this country and knows what strip clubs are like, there are fully clothed strip clubs where the wind can't get naked. There are topless bars and there are fully nude bars. That means strip clubs actually have uh, exist where the women just take off their clothes to their underlayers, which is exactly what that little boy was doing. They are doing child stripping and they're like, how is that grooming? When, when conservatives 
post liberals, whatever this faction is, says we don't want teachers having conversations about sexual concepts to children. It's just that because you because this this is what is being what they're pushing for when they then come out and say, what could they possibly mean by grooming? Yeah. So, no, they're lying. It's interesting. They kind of answer their own question here. And I want to make another point first on this whole uh, point about not being sure how much is sincere hysteria and how much is ugly McCarthy's politics. That's rich coming from a member of the party, which spent years calling us Russian agents for disagreeing with them. Uh, But they still said then they still do. So in this article, he says that this is dishonest because most Americans will hear the term referring to groomer and understand it to mean something much more violent than, quote, encouraging kids to question their sexuality in the church, unquote. Here's the thing. If you ask most Americans how they would label an adult encouraging a child to question their sexuality and then telling their child not to speak to their parents about the conversation, they would label that grooming. It is a completely fair term. In fact, it is the most accurate possible term to use in that situation. You ever, you ever watch uh, Law & Order SVU? Yes. In you're, the criminal you're, you're, justice you're, system. That's right. And there are many episodes where there will be like a child victim and they'll be like, did anyone tell you not to talk to your parents? Did anyone tell you you won't get in trouble if you tell us? Because groomers go to kids and say, don't tell your parents I told yeah, you Yeah, if there's right. a 16-year-old that comes up to your kid on the sidewalk and tells them, you probably see people go irate. But if it's a teacher now, all of a sudden, there's there an argument that it's okay if it's a teacher doing it and not a 16-year-old neighborhood bully, like weirdo, coming up and doing it on the street. What's the freaking difference, and, and man? like, stay mad. You know, I, again, right, you know, the fact that there's conservatives who finally we have, like, this rhetorically very potent like description, grooming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I do think it create has a, there's a connotation to the extent that this article is correct. I think there is a connotation of like sexual predation in it. But that's not the only, that narrow definition is not the only thing that grooming means. It, it you know, encompasses but, but the, all the, the idea of grooming is you but, but look, start slow. That's the yeah. point. Yeah. But the issue with this bill in Florida is that when it's, it's literal grooming, it's not yeah. conspiracy. And, and what they're trying to do now is this guy even says, you know, it's QAnon. And then they try saying like, oh, here we go. The Republicans are all QAnon. And it's like, why? And they're like, Republicans are accusing Democrats of being pedophiles. And it's like, when, um, well, hold on there a minute. When someone comes out and is like, uh, I would prefer it if the teachers didn't have conversations with children about sexual issues and then tell them to keep it a secret. And they go, yo, why do you hate gay people? I'm just like, first of all, what? And why are you, why are you defending that? <laughs> yeah. In, in the literal definition, uh, 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 you know what? It's just very, very simple. The left redefines words. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do right here is they're trying to take the word grooming which is what is happening, and they're trying to take this one piece and move it out and move the goalpost a little bit. Be like, oh, no, 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 this isn't really grooming. Republicans are lying because technically if someone's having secret sexual conversations with children, that doesn't count because we're talking about LGBTQIA stuff. I mean, this is, but this is something they always do, right? When it's an epithet that applies to their ideological adversaries, we're going to broaden the definition so that it encompasses their behavior. When it's a definition that applies to our ideological allies, we're going to narrow the definition so it doesn't apply. I mean, racism Right. is the classic example like the redefinition of racism is first structural so it encompasses everything in society but then prejudice plus power narrowing it so that when our ideological allies do things that are overtly racist it actually no longer becomes racist no longer applies to them right like it's just it's just it's just word games right mm-hmm. and so you know and all of a sudden they're mad that republicans have a word that is just a getting traction like and and then the worst thing we have washington general type republicans like you know i don't even would call david a french republican washington but general yeah. right um but saying like oh no we shouldn't use this word it's like no this is a very it's an one it's effective and two it's perfectly justified 
You know like, the funniest thing was uh, shout out to Robbie Suave mm-hmm. from uh, he's from Reason right, and yeah. he, he was he said something like it's weird that people are saying students shouldn't know anything about their teachers' lives, something like that. Was that was that, was that what yeah you it was yeah I knew nothing about my teachers' lives, but especially it's just, it's in just those ages. The ages. weirdest sophistry I've ever heard. Like no one cares. No one is arguing. Students shouldn't know about their teachers' lives. They're like yo I don't I don't care if the kids know that the teacher has a boyfriend. I care if the teacher is like, gather around, children, and let me explain to you classroom instruction on these issues, and you're five years old. It's like, I don't know if you've seen recent South Park, but Mr. Garrison has been talking about his, like, gay relationship in, th- in the third grade class. Like, that's... The- Re- I mean, he, I, he's always done that. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, it's literally, like, but that's, I think that's ultimately what they're it, trying we're, to we're justify. We're South Park. We're South Park. Yeah. There, there, there's the, remember playbook, the, guys. remember the episode where, um, Mr. Garrison, uh, uh, he transitions, he becomes a trans woman. <laughs> And then yeah. he goes on a date, and then he comes in, he's, and, he, and, and Mrs. Garrison is all angry because all men are pigs, and then tells them they have to do weekend book report on The Old Man in the Sea. And it was like South Park actually made jokes about the idea that the teacher would be yelling at the kids about sexual personal issues. And that was supposed to be comical in that it's not real life. Yeah, I think a lot of kids saw that and it just wrote code in their brain that it was real. That's the problem with parody. And if that cartoon was not a cartoon, was like a real life show, I think people cannot. It's not the children children who are acting. It's the adults who are acting. Tiny kids can't tell the difference between comedy and and, okay. Well, well, hold on. You're talking about something totally. Talking about the kids that are now teachers were watching that crap back in the day and thinking it was writing in their brain like, bro, this was this is normal. This is normal. Like ten ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. So they were like ten, but um. They're not 20 years old. If that, if that South Park was a real show with real maybe, actors, maybe that, that, that scene wouldn't have flown. It would have been shut down by the ACLU or whoever would have went after him hard. But because it's a cartoon, all of a sudden you can do this grotesque you know, comedy. And, and I will say one of the weirdest things about South Park is that like they have overtly sexual situations between 10 year olds on that show all the time. I always thought that was weird. But be, you know, I, I but can, that's for adults. Like it's, it's, it's a show about kids for adults. Like, I, and, the, and the kids aren't necessarily meant to be in childish situations they're often in adult situations yeah. still I, I i find that weird that it's just a weird circumstance with with the show but considering the show isn't overtly about that i'm kind of like whatever we well, got big mouth too it's big just mouth when is they, messed up. they animate disgusting. it and it's like okay it's just a joke because it's animated but it's still training people when south park does one joke about butters and cartman and it's supposed to be like shockingly grotesque and offensive i'm like man they really pushed the line on this one but the show isn't overtly about this when, thought, when big yeah. mouth is literally a show about children engaging in sexual activities i'm like why would someone want to watch that you made a great point that it's a show about kids for adults that's very important it's like yeah. an r-rated cartoon yeah but so is so is big mouth and big mouth, big mouth is, also is, is messed up mm-hmm. I mean, there are some things that are so depraved that they shouldn't be on television. Have you ever seen Big Mouth? No. I cannot understand why people are like, I, look, I got to tell you, man, like I was saying early on, the moral universes are just distinct. Yeah. Yeah. B- Big Mouth is basically a bunch of kids going through puberty and there's the puberty monster. It's a male and a female and they're always try- trying to encourage them to do these things or whatever. I've seen a couple episodes because I went to someone's house who was playing it, and I immediately was like, yo, this is like a nasty show, bro. I don't want to see a show, even if it's cartoon characters, there's like a 12-year-old boy beating it in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bathroom, and like, that's the joke. I'm like, that's not a joke. That's just gross. What, where People want to watch that? Hey, hey, man, look, maybe I'm a square these days. No, but no. It, no, it's disgusting. I, I thought the it, same yeah. thing when it's I saw disgusting. that show. Well, look at cuties. I think there's a, there's a trend here with oh, what, the, what they're doing. Yeah. 
Well, like, and they defended that to the death, too. They defended cuties like crazy. Yeah, well, and for a little while on the left, they were calling this, what, pedophilia hysteria, and now we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence of that. And what people are concerned about with the response to this bill isn't that it was just some small handful of particularly perverted teachers who took issue with it. It's that the entire dominant media culture came out against it and said, oh, of course adults have the right to have secret conversations about sexual matters with children. That's sick. I, I mean, like it's not a moral panic to say that there's something deeply wrong with the social fabric of this country and we need to address it. It feels like the term groomer has sparked something in people. And it, I was telling Lydia before, it feels like cold water is splashed on these people's faces the way they're reacting to it. Like they're shaken, they're afraid, and they're like, why is this even – like the guy's article that we just read, he wasn't saying that the 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 – the conservatives are wrong for saying grooming. He's like, what's the big deal about it? Like, he's genuinely asking the question so, because so, he wants to figure it out. Somebody super chatted us this. They said, um, why is everyone forgetting about the gay men's chorus? That and was, I was like, we'll convert your children. I was just going to yeah. mention oh, that. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, they said it was, the group defended itself calling the video tongue in cheek humor, but it's like, yo, you said we're coming for your children. You think we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, justice once you're correct. We'll convert your children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you'll barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. And then they say, we'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them not to hate. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. And then they, like, they do. And then people are like, please don't. And they're like, you hate gay people. Yeah, well, or those examples of teachers on TikTok going on about how they are going to educate your child on being non-binary and alternative sexual lifestyles. Can you imagine if some conservative group made this video but about conversion therapy or something? Yeah. Or Christian. Oh it would be completely deleted off the internet. Where, that would be the, it. Where's the Christian version? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to teach your, your children values and make them worship the Lord and all that mm -hmm. stuff. They'd freak out. They'd, be They'd lose yeah. their minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the, the reason they're so upset is because we're over the people are over the target. They've, like, accurately taken this sort of, like, massive amount of, like, untoward behavior by teachers, by, like, adults of all kinds. Right, that should be in, should not be happening, and they've labeled it with something. They branded it, and it's now it's it's a really really sticky brand. Check well, it, like, check it out. Also, let, let's, okay. let's let me pull up this story. We have uh, from TimCast.com. Ohio introduces parental rights and education bill takes aim at promotion of divisive concepts in schools. So this was just from the other day, and it's similar to what we're seeing with Florida. Then we have this story from Texas Tribune. Critics of Texas's push for a "Don't Say Gay" bill say acknowledging LGBTQ people isn't the same as teaching kids about sex. Well, hey, I agree. The only so the issue here is uh that's not what what the conservatives, the right or, you know, people who 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 are in favor of the parental rights bill did. They did that. They associated LGBTQ with this bill. They said it's called don't say gay. Now they're complaining that people think they're linked. Isn't that just funny? It's like the, the the point I've been making since the beginning is that someone's like, "Hey, don't talk to my kids about sex in secret." And they say, you hate gay people. It's like, what? you created that connection, and now you're complaining about the connection existing? Mm -hmm. These people live in their own ridiculous universe. Well, And it's also laughable, too, that they would think that bringing that connection up or creating it would deter people from opposing that bill, as if I'm supposed to say or anyone's supposed to say who is a parent. Uh, you know, I really don't want my child to be groomed or have uncomfortable conversations on sexuality. On the other hand, it might hurt gay people's feelings if we don't let that happen. Yeah, the extreme metaphor would be like if the Nazis put, put clown makeup on their face and then did what they did. You'd be like, well, it's, they're just joking because they look like clowns. Like, you can't just say you're gay and then all devious behavior is okay. It doesn't matter what your sexuality or how you claim, what you identify as. It doesn't matter. A bunch of Klansmen wearing clown makeup and being like, no, no, no. It's not about racism. It's about yeah. clowns. Like, yeah, you, dude, just not, clowns. you just hate clowns. You just hate clowns. 
yeah. We're not buying it, dude. Yeah. It's it's a weird position, but they, the left keeps doing it. And I wonder if it's actually working at this point. Because you look at the polls, man. People are just not having it. Parents support the parental rights and education bill because when you read it, when you read the summary, when you read the simple language, it all makes sense. It's so interesting to me that the first thing they say when you say this is not good and we don't want grooming is that you hate gay people because it seems to me like based on the chorus that we just, you know, talked about. And I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, they literally told us flat out they're coming for our children. Yes. I feel like they're telling on themselves when they're like, well, you hate gay people. Because and then they're like, like we're joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just joking. Bro, remember Quiet when that part dude, loud, Lydia. Remember, exactly, remember when yeah. those dudes went around claiming that they were Nazis, but then they were like, yo, it was ironic. Yeah. And never, I, these people don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah. Not, neither do the people who are claiming to be ironic Nazis either, to, truth be told. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to parody, I mean, I think it should be, it should say parody on the thing before you load it up. Like a Twitter account, you go to a profile, it says this is a parody account. You can't like have to sift through it to find out after the fact, was that a parody or but not? Even, well, hold, so on, even you'd be a good hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sense, right? I got, I got, I got, I, and Shane is reason. good at parody, so I want to know what you think. Thank you have to accept the satirical posts you make. I know this because I post ridiculous garbage all the time. I tweeted something like Elon Musk is on the board. The fascist. I, I was like, what if he just lets all the, the fascists and Nazis back on Twitter? And then I put a crying emoji. Yes, I fully understand that some people may see that tweet and think it's real. I don't care because it's not that serious. But if somebody wants to come out and make extreme statements like we're coming for your children or that they're Nazis, you better expect people to believe you're being honest about what that is. People are going to believe your jokes. What do you they don't know who you are. Yeah, so it's a good question. This this wheel convert your children parody isn't a parody in the proper sense because it's not as if they're coming out and saying the opposite of what they actually want to do, right? So if I do a cartoon with a character named Republican Man who comes out and goes, ah, I'm going to put cigarettes in Happy Meals and get everyone's children addicted to smoking for corporate profits or something ridiculous, that's a parody <laughs> that's satirical because that's not something I as a conservative would actually be pushing for. I'm making fun of the way left-wing people portray conservatives. But what they're doing here is they're in some sense trying to poke fun or at or delegitimize this idea that conservatives will say gay people will try to groom or convert their children. But they do so by saying, oh, no, we will convert your children. But they try to use flowery language to describe that conversion. So they say, well, can, we'll, we'll groom them or convert them into being more tolerant or better people or more Fair. accepting people when those are really all just synonyms for what Republicans are talking about in the first here's, place, which is accepting me, sexual degeneracy or engaging in it. If, if Republicans actually were putting some kind of addicted chemical addictive chemical or advocating for it in happy meals mm-hmm. then i think the 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 the, the distinction there works better like mm-hmm. conservatives clearly aren't in favor of addictive chemicals in food yeah. for, for children. Except for high fructose so, Which is why syrup. that would be satire. Well, but you're you're talking about something a bit more Sodium more nuanced, benzo, right? Yeah, but but then so so the issue here is conservatives are like, I think you're secretly grooming my children. And then they make a video saying they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. No one's accusing yeah. Republicans. Saying, okay, I'm the villain you think I am. Watch me be villainous now. Like, that's not yeah. a joke like, to me. Like, mm-hmm. this is something the left does all the time. They will for years resist the accusations thrown at them by the right only to come out and accept the accusation in a cheeky manner. So they'll go, yeah, no, we are trying to convert your kids. And but like because they're doing it in a quote-unquote self-aware way, they see it as clever or acceptable when they're just telling us something that we already knew. Like when Biden said he was Obama's vice president. 
couple days ago. Like obviously, I think he's he not just doesn't. Well. I think he doesn't know. Oh, he was I just joking, more, right? But that, yeah. but he no, was no. the vice. That, but he's, that, he's making a statement about it's kind of fact. Like Obama's way more likable and powerful than he is. It's true. Well, we, but, maybe but not but on paper today, but I, I don't. I don't. We see this in other ways though too, right? You can't. You can't try to parody himself. People will look at these videos of Biden and then try and push him to the the most extreme interpretation. I don't play that game. People are like, look at this video of Biden being lost. And I'm like, he was looking for someone specific. Mm -hmm. Like he was supposed to bring someone up and introduce him and he couldn't find him. And so when, when Biden's like, I'm the vice president, everyone laughs. I'm like, I don't care if he said that he was making, he used to be Biden. He used to be Obama's vice president. Now, when he says Trinidad on a shop of pressure, Bad calf care and next Nelson. I'm like that should be mocked and questioned for sure. Yeah, my point is that the left has a habit of denying accusations that Republicans throw at them to come out and either pretend to be cheeky or act as if they're bold by acknowledging that it was true all along, even though they spent years denying it. So we see this with uh, people like Beto O'Rourke going, yeah, we're going to come after your AR-15. Yeah, we're going to take your guns. Or what was popular Oops. among the left about five or six years ago, which was going, yeah, I'm a socialist. I actually do believe in that. Because for years and years and years, they'd been denying it. But then at some point, they come out and they act like they're brave and bold and original for acknowledging the accusation that we have been throwing at them for years right. that they've repeatedly well, denied. Well, it, it turns out the slopes are, in fact, slippery. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> like, that's, that's the key thing to realize, right? They would be like, oh, that you're just that's a slip Slippery slope fallacy, actually. Like, we should be at a point where slippery slope is a default assumption that accurately describes <laughs> exactly. reality, and then you have to prove that actually, no, this is one of those every, cases. every, almost every single argument, Patriot yeah. Act, it's like it's a slippery slope to this, ah, you're overreacting, and now then, then you get 10 years later that the, the indefinite detention like, provisions in the NDA. Do, do people really not think that in 10 years, like, pedophilia will just be another sexual orientation like in the in the, so in right. the world yeah. of the left it'll no, be a, right. it'll be They're a metaverse in 10 years exactly it'll, it'll start and digitally like, on the metaverse all of the people who come out in favor it too are going to act as if they're either being cheeky or being bold in this exact same way we see this non-stop how long is it before some lefty writes an article about how actually the grooming that was being discussed all along is in their view morally legitimate and then act like they're they're bold for saying so I, when I, we knew the entire time that that's how they felt i think in 10 years you're, it, 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 this is the joke we've said. Uh, the Republican Party will be a bunch of, you know, transgender communists and the left will be metaverse, you know, um, what's 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 the hive mind uh, metaverse. Yeah. yeah, we'll be trying to hold the line on pedophilia bad in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Right. We'll be that's, fighting that's, that de right, that debate. Well, Republicans, know. no, I, right, right. But Republicans right. are, are gradually just giving in to whatever the left wants. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully this is, this is how we stop it. <laughs> right? Like, true, say, true. Like, don't give up the brand. It's ignorant. Say grooming, because it is grooming. But, but the bills grooming. are simple. They're simple. Yeah. It's, it's not like what the left is doing with these nefarious tactics. It's like, Conservatives are just like uh, we want to. We want to make sure parents know what's going on. They're and they're losing their mind because they the don't. The downside yeah. is they're responding to the actions and they're not looking far enough ahead to see what's coming to prevent it, which is the metaverse grooming in the metaverse, digital mm -hmm. grooming. And then you try to get haptic feedback machines where you can actually feel things on your body uh, mm -hmm. haptically. That's incredibly disturbing to think about a five-year-old with a haptic feedback suit being groomed by some old man on the internet and like so think about that you got to start thinking ahead guys if you're making legislation and preparing and protecting from this stuff well ban the also, internet just get rid of it all everyone can use telephones i think well i think you're right that in order to fight against this one of the things we absolutely have to do is refer to this as grooming we need to continue to use the proper language to discuss and summarize these things but on top of that it isn't just enough to use the word we have to treat it as if it actually is grooming with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If someone says, I don't support the don't say gay law, and then you explain what the law actually is to them, and after looking into it and doing the research and learning what it means, they're still against it, stop associating with that person. They're okay with grooming children. I know we talk a lot on the right about how we shouldn't disassociate with people because we disagree with their politics, but this is not disagreeing on politics. This is one group of people saying it should be okay to sexually confuse and groom children. Those are not the kinds of people you want to associate with or have in your life. It, there has to be a social cost that a person pays for supporting grooming. I, I, I understand. Agreed. I don't know if ostracization is the key. I don't uh, know. You yeah, might be it, right, though. Dude, look, that's what I've been saying. There's two distinct universes here. The left knows exactly what they're doing. Imagine there's two battleships in the ocean, and one of them is firing the missiles, and they're just coming straight at the other, and saying, it's getting bombed. And then on, on that ship, they're like, now slow mm-hmm. down. We don't want to mm-hmm. fight with the other guys. It's like, dude, at a certain point, you just say, hey, why don't we leave? Yeah, sometimes the fight is picked with you, and you don't get to choose. Exactly. Right. And, and as, whole, as we say, socialists don't have kids. They have yours. Exactly. Yeah. And this entire you know conservative commitment to never hurting anybody's feelings or always being open-minded and tolerant towards other perspectives, including the most absurd far-left perspectives uh, imaginable, it doesn't really work with a lot of issues, especially issues like this. People have to stand up against this. This, is, this isn't just some abstraction. Right? Know, They're I'm, actually coming after children. I am, I am genuinely convinced in 10 years – the Republican Party is going to be a bunch of LGBTQIA yeah. communists. Why, why well, look think where that? we are. Because I, I sit down and argue with conservatives about the Ahmed Arbery case. Because they actually mm-hmm. come in here and they're like, I believe that was all justified that the guy who filmed it is going to prison for the rest of his life. And I'm like, why would he go to prison? And they're like, well, because they did it. And I'm like, bro, if, if people on the right are still sending their kids to college, mm-hmm. people with a straight face come in here, come on the show, and they're like, yeah, I'm sending my kids to college. And I'm like, do you watch the show you're about to be on? Do you know what is happening in your country? Why would you advocate for that for your kids? Eh, they'll be fine. I guess that's the way everything goes. They're just tired of being parents for 18 years and are looking forward to the break or something. I'm looking yeah, forward but the to break it. is simple. Hey, you're 18. Get a job. Move out. But Get an apartment. You don't got to go to college to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but this is the point. When, when, you, when you have people on Fox and conservatives saying – you know what I think it was? So that they didn't look racist with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. They said, well, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing proves that justice is served. And the Ahmed Arbery thing proves that we all believe in true justice. No, the right caved on the Ahmed Arbery stuff because they didn't want to look racist. Because many Republicans are more worried about the opinion of the New York Times than their own constituents. And whatever else is, you know, they're worried about with, with big media. Yes, which is why conservatives do not stand up for their own values, and which is why we are in a situation where if you are in favor of the grooming bill, there are zero social consequences. But if you're against it, you could potentially lose your job, depending upon who your employer is, depending upon whether they're offended by that perspective. People are too afraid to speak out against the abuse of children because they don't want to lose their job. 
That's right. insane. It is and insane. last time I was on the you show, know, I was talking about this, and I was very pessimistic. But I want to say this: if you're an audience member who's watching this, I believe in you. I think you have the opportunity to speak out against this stuff. You should, and I think you're going to do it. I think the people watching this show are going to get fed up with this stuff, as fed up with it as we are, and they're going to be bold about it. And I really hope you are. It was a couple of years ago we were talking about how you need to stand up against the wokeness because they're literally burning down cities. People are dying, and we kept hearing people saying, "Yeah, but I'll lose my job, and I have kids." Okay, well, now the issue has is, is, is escalated to the point where they're grooming your kids in these public schools and people are like, but I'll lose my job. And it's like, OK, dude, look, if you are OK with your kids being at these schools where, you know, they're grooming them because you don't want to lose your job, then I, I don't think I need to advocate for any of this stuff to you because you're not interested in actually making things mm-hmm. better. I understand life's hard, but the crazy thing to me mm-hmm. is that people once got on a boat for three months to come to a barren shoreline and many of them yeah. died just because they were like this I need a better life for my kids and now people are like I, I, I don't know what I would do if I lost my job well like Seamus said there there's there's other jobs out there there's there's a path forward but more importantly I guess maybe it's easy for me to say I don't have kids and that's 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 what everyone says but uh, I've asked this question of everybody would you rather have a job and know that your kids spend eight hours a day with a groomer or be homeless with your kid, not knowing where your food's coming from. And everyone always says, homeless with my kid, not knowing where my food is coming from. Yeah. So that's it, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's it like, but, you know, this is why we need laws, right? Like, because ultimately, you know, people need to be able to work. Like, part of, like, what we're all trying to build on the right, I assume, is a world, again, where you can, yes. people can sustain a family on a single income. People can, Amen. like, not necessarily, like, not necessarily have to do childcare. And I think one of the basic, the basic functions of public education, especially, you know, those early ages where you're talking, like, five to ten, is childcare. Like, that's a basic function that the state is performing. Um, so that people can go off to work and not have to stay home with their kids. Let's, let's well, roast. I, I let's, just, let's, I want to mention one more thing. All right. Um, so I want to mention this because on last show when we did talk about this, I said I was a little bit blackpilled and I, I was saying that there are people who really will, will watch the show and think about these ideas, but they're too afraid to talk about them. And reading the comment section, it turns out there are a lot of people who insist that they are talking about these things in real life and at their work. And I just, you know, I, I really want to commend them because I know that's very difficult. I know it's very difficult to do. And Absolutely. I genuinely have faith in this audience that if you're watching this and you don't usually talk about this stuff, you have to. And I really believe you can and will. It sends out shockwaves when you communicate concepts you see it reverberating through our collective consciousness it's we're not- gonna we're gonna talk about republicans mm-hmm. how about this we have this tweet from poster tubs who says spencer cox the republican governor of utah is now officially using the term latinx latinx, <sighs> latinx. in government documents you can't make this up and here you can see it says um it just says latinx here's the best part take a look at this from this is from stl tribune Conservative group shares misleading video of Utah Governor Spencer Cox listing his pronouns. The Zoom call was part of a town hall with high school students last spring. Say in April 2021, Zoom call of Spencer Cox, Republican, listing his pronouns during a town hall for high school students has spread on social media after a conservative group shared an edited version of it. How is that misleading? It's literally him sharing his pronouns. They go on to say, the original 30-minute Zoom call was part of the one Utah student town hall held last year where Utah high school students asked the Republican governor questions about the state's COVID-19 response. The edited video makes it appear the governor listed his pronouns right after introducing himself. The statement is followed by the added sound of a sad trombone. <laughs> During the town hall, one student from Tuacon High School for the Arts in Irvin, uh, in Irvins listed her pronouns when called upon to ask the governor a question. She then asked what his plans were to boost mental health services in schools. 
citing a survey that found gay and lesbian youth face a higher risk for depression. Well, thank you so much for that question. And my preferred pronouns are he, him. So thank you for sharing yours with me. How is it misleading to show that he literally did that? He did. Right. Because any like any real Republican would just be like, OK, and then not list their pronouns. Right. Uh, misleading. Sorry, again, this is a new redefinition. Misleading is something that makes a progressive look bad, regardless of whether it's truthful. Or not. <laughs> exactly. Right. So like that used to be. I understand this actually has some reasonable like heritage in, in English common law. It took a while before like truth was a defense to libel claims, right? Like wow, that was really? some, yeah, that was actually Alexander Hamilton litigated that case where he was the first or was a lawyer who finally won the argument in American courts. That's like, Hey, I guess we have this first amendment now, which means that this idea that libel doesn't, that truth is not a defense to libel. That can't be right. Right. So, uh, but that, you know, it used to be, I forget what the exact exact, term of it but what but it's like libel used to be just statements that embarrass someone regardless yeah. of whether or not they're true and, and you could so, sue for that yeah you could sue for that right Back before this before wow. like before really before the constitution even in the united right, like right. Or colonial united states got rid of that. i hope people Basically, realize effectively that that, people that could realize happen that for, again we yeah. could find ourselves in a in a medieval situation where you get thrown in prison for insult what someone else receives is it that's crazy that's I where mean, we're going shout out to alexander hamilton right yeah Hate speech laws great guy people exactly. people really you know i'm i'm a big hamilton guy as opposed to a Jefferson guy. Like Hamilton actually like saw what, you know, Jefferson basically wanted us to be an agrarian slave society. Uh, like, you know, I mean, he didn't like slavery that much, but he, he wanted that. And Hamilton was the guy who's like, no, actually, you know, we should, we should have a, a really powerful country the, the, in general. Like America should be strong. Well, so going back to the main story though, this is just another very common and typical erosion among Republicans who give in immediately mm. because they're spineless. Yeah, no, I mean, I usually joke that name a, name a more useless Republican than Mitt Romney, right? Huh. Who's, uh, I love that tweet because everybody engages with it and lists more <laughs> useless Republicans. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like Utah, what's going on with Utah guys? Like you're, this is a red, red state and we have this wacka, wackadoodle liberal governor and a wackadoodle rhino senator. Like, yeah, also, get, get your stuff together. Imagine insulting yourself on that level, being a man. But telling people that you expect to be referred to as he, him, as if they wouldn't otherwise know. <laughs> what a ridiculous cell phone. I, I would, if, if like I was in a situation where, for whatever reason, they were like, you have to list your pronouns, I would absolutely just make up some really long and ridiculous word and be like, do it or don't. Fascinating thing about pronouns is it's like, it, it comes out when you're not there. Right. How often do you're like, oh, he and like yeah. they're not in the room. It's like you, the only reason you use third person pronouns is because you're not talking to that person. Right. Right. So it's like you want to control how I think about you when you're not here. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> Which is you're right. You're actually doing <laughs> violence against me. Right. You don't think you, about me the yeah. way I want to be thought of. You know, yeah. Ezra Miller, the flash in the DC cinematic oh, yeah. universe or yeah. whatever, or whatever huh. it's called. No. Uh, Ezra Miller came out as non-binary. So all the news articles say they, them. And it's like, you're butchering the English language. But it's not even that. Like, Ezra Miller, as my understanding, is not trans. Like, just came out and said, you have to call me they, them. And they're like, okay. Like, I understand if there's an argument for a, a trans woman who is overtly passing. And uh, it was like what Ben Shapiro was saying about Blair. It would be very difficult or take a long time to explain why he'd use a male pronoun for Blair White in public to his friends. So he would just say she, her. It's the easiest way to, to go about things. But... In, you know, literary or in, in articles, he would say he, him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I understand that point. I understand why it is simpler just to refer to someone as she, her, if they're overtly feminine or he, him for a trans man who's overtly masculine, like Buck Angel, for instance. 
But when we're talking about some, you know, some guy who's like, I'm non-binary, but he's still just a regular, you know, young man, you can't just tell people I have to refer to you in a certain way. You don't own that, that you're, you're, you exist outside of, I, I, I exist, okay? You exist over there. I've never seen you, and yet I'm supposed to refer to him by pronouns. I never met the guy. Well, I don't know if you know this, Tim, but as it turns out, you get to define your identity without anyone around you having to consent, consent to it, even though by definition your identity is how you fit into the group that you're interacting yeah, with. Yeah, human society. Yeah. It's like the group that you're interacting with has absolutely no say in how you're per- perceived. It's but, completely all up to you. Yeah, and when, if they disagree with that, they're just mean. Until in fact, realism violent. kicks in and the Ukrainian government's turning trans women back that can't because they're actually men in a, that are now trans women, or they converted. Uh, we need that. We need the strong muscle on the front. I don't care how you identify. Yeah, there, there's always something interesting. Like there's some, sometimes they the tramp like pro trans lobby, if you will, points to certain societies. And say, look, there's an example of 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 you know how the societies recognize trans people, and it's like the reason for that particular society is because they're so homophobic that the only way that you can today is is if you transition in Ukraine. A female to male transgender person dressed up in women's clothing and then crossed the border to escape because I guess now identifying as a woman, she didn't want to go to war and because of hormone therapy presented hormone therapy presented as male and would have got stopped at the border and then sent to go fight. I find that fascinating. Then you have basically no matter what the circumstances that you have trans women and trans men just trying to justify escape from the country in whatever way they can. The trans women are like, but I'm actually, uh, you know, a, a woman, so I should be allowed to leave, but they're not letting me. And the trans man is like, time to dress up like a woman and say I'm a woman so I can get, get, I can get out of here. Like, if you want to be a man, that comes with the pros and the cons of being a man. Conscription has always been one of them. But, you know, this is one of the big things that uh, we saw in the turn of the century with the suffrage movement. The, the women who opposed it were like, we don't want male responsibilities in our lives, right. which include, I believe, like the fire brigade was one issue in some areas. Yeah. If you had having the right to vote meant that you'd, you'd be called upon as a man to fight in the fire brigade. And they, they believed they could be drafted. That was something that they feared. Right. And they will be. Yeah, been, because they, they will be next time, because if we have a draft, if we ever have a draft again, people are just going to identify as women to get out of the draft. It'll be an easy form of draft. <laughs> That's often. a very good point. Right? So and so you'll very quickly well, have to start you, drafting did, women, too. Did you hear about what's going on? What is it? Pasadena? Where is it where they're going to be give, giving um, UBI to people who Some are non-binary? Town, yeah. Yeah. So this is, I, I was just thinking about that, and I was, I was going to bring it up. I think this is a brilliant bill for our cause, frankly, because they're only allocating about $200,000 to this program, which means they're going to run out very quickly. Everyone get a buck. And it's impossible to define non-binary because it's, it's a non-existent, meaningless term. So a bunch of people are going to say they're non-binary to get the money, and it's going to run out extremely quickly, and people are going to see how ridiculous. The, it's just going to be another demonstration of how nonsensical the modern gender theory BS is. Man, I, I was, my dad was a fireman growing up and we, when I went to the fire department in some of the early nineties, I think I was like 12 or 13 and there was a woman that worked there and I was like, Hey, h- how come there's a girl that's a fireman? And he was like, Oh, she, because women can be firemen too. And I was like, well, why wouldn't she be called a firewoman? He's like, no, they're, they're all called firemen. And then when I went to college, it was like, yeah, we're all actors, men and women. We're all considered actors. We don't use the word actress. It's ridiculous. So I got it. I mean, it doesn't really care, matter what you call it. It's more about who you are. And I was like, can, how did, can she carry the heavy equipment? And he's like, no, she works in the desk at the desk. But I, it, not that she couldn't carry the heavy equipment. She trained for it. But it was more about, like, less what you call yourself and more what you actually are. That's what it comes down to when the, when the crap hits the fan, my friends. I've never really cared about, you know, the words people use to describe me. 
It's the weirdest thing that people are like, you have to use someone's pronouns or else, but we're going to insult you and call you names all day and night. Like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> you can't insult me. I have dictated the words you must use to describe me. That Bill well, 16. Remember, so anybody, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's that Matt Walsh it's, point. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's violence and abuse to misgender someone to not use the proper pronouns, but to try to have secret conversations with children about sexually depraved behaviors, that's not grooming. Right. Dude, isn't it illegal in Canada to do that now? Bill C-16? And then they passed another one that Jordan Peterson was talking about. Uh, I didn't look into it yet. But apparently, like, if you misuse someone's pronouns, it can be a hate speech crime. This is this is insane. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'm not miscalc. If I'm miscalculating this, let me know in the super chats or something. Yeah, but no, there's, a, it's there's, there's some bill in Canada that's, like, uh, dictating independent media or whatever. I think Jordan Peterson was tweeting about it. They want to control what uh, reporters and, and people with large media platforms can say. That's where it's all headed because you saw what uh, the, C- the CEO of Twitter said years ago that we have to – it's about it's not about free speech. It's about how the times are changing and we have to create a healthy conversation. And it's just like these people are definition megalomaniac, sociopath, psychos, all that yeah. stuff. My worldview is the only worldview. My worldview is moral and just and everyone must adhere to the way I see things. That is psychotic behavior. And sometimes it'll be the way we see things. They'll do that cult thing where it's like me and a bunch of other weirdos that have my same mentality. So mm. we are stronger in numbers. Let me pull up this story from TimCast.com. Palm Springs testing guaranteed income program for transgender and non-binary residents. The program is one of several in California offering specific groups of people with subsidized income. So let me get this straight. If it comes to the point where trans people, LGBTQ people, minorities are getting subsidized income, that just basically means white people pay taxes to subsidize all of the other marginalized groups. That's the end result, isn't it? I suppose the reality is everyone pays taxes, taxes, but it only benefits one group. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound right. No. They say, uh, a TimCast.com reports, last month, the city council of Paul Springs voted unanimously to allocate $200,000 to develop a guaranteed income pilot program for transgender and non-binary residents. On March 24th, the city council agreed to pay DAP Health and Queer Works to design the program and apply for state funding. Uh, part of the three phases outlined in the city report to bring the proposed pro- uh, project to fruition. California has already made a statewide commitment to provide $35 million in funding for guaranteed income pilot programs. Like other guaranteed income programs, the Palm Springs pilot program would provide direct cash payments to individuals to spend as they see fit. It is set apart from some financial assistance programs that come with work requirements, et cetera, et cetera. I'll tell you what's going to happen. If you put this money up, you're going to have a whole lot of people being like, oh, yeah, I'm non-binary. Sure. How much do I make? How much do yeah, I get? Exactly. Self-government in California has always been a huge mistake, or at least in the last 40 years. Then um, who, who should govern it? Yeah, right. Like, you know, 180 years of statehood is enough. I think it probably needs to return to being <laughs> yeah, like a colonial territory. <laughs> split uh, in half. You know, do, you, do you agree with that? California would benefit from being split in half? North I mean, it South? depends on how you split it, right? Like, you, you need to carve out. There, there's a lot of red Californians, right? There's probably more conservatives in California than in any other state because California is so populated right right so there's probably you know if, even if it's 60 40 yeah. democrat that's 8 million republicans and in we California. can use those reinforcements in texas sure or any or anywhere else in the country and in fact that's what's happening with a lot of them moving i have so many so Florida many I'm, I'm from california originally i have so many californian friends and acquaintances who are moving you would um, there's there's a proposal that would take the uh the western coastline which goes from like san diego los angeles up to like uh, uh san francisco and then that would be its own state because the rest is red. I wouldn't do yes. that. I would want to make it half and half if I could. Like split, give San Francisco to the north to be the cap. Or make it half and half. It's two blue. Because you have all that farm. It's two yeah, what? It's, it's two blue states, right? You have to take both big. But metro, it's both already big a blue areas. state, isn't it? It's right. Already, but you're, then you're creating two new Democratic senators for no good reason. 
Right. It's not. It's not even about that. It's that you're not solving any problems by doing it. I just don't right. see how like the Los Angeles government can govern the redwoods. Makes that's, no sense. That's why. It's, look, if you cut the state in half, you don't solve any problems. You still have the Democrats who agree with the Democrats, whether the state is one or two states. You still have Republicans in certain areas being shut down and. Uh, uh, for the two and the residents of Tulare, for instance, Tulare County, being oppressed by the Democrats in the big cities and having their water taken away from them. So, if you want to actually solve the problems and restore people's rights, we tell all the people who live in these big cities, you got to be responsible for yourself and work out legitimate agreements for trade with the people who live in these marginalized communities. But it's fascinating to me that they come out and constantly say we must protect the marginalized communities, but the entire structure of California oppresses the the the, the uh, eastern. Uh, uh, desert areas, southeastern areas, and I, and I cite Tulare specifically because the state takes their water away from them. Dude, you takes gotta, away their surface water. The rights. history of Los Angeles, the the Owens River Valley oh, is this man. place in Northern California. Fascinating oh. history. So William Mulholland, who they named Mulholland mm-hmm. Drive after, went and he basically got them to sign over their water rights in the Owens River Valley. So then he diverted their river, their water. Yeah, L.A. shouldn't exist as it does. No, it doesn't. It's from outside water sources. It annihilated the lives of all these farmers in the Owens River Valley. And then there was a giant flood. The dam broke and all these people died. It's a horrific story. And that's the the beginning of Los Angeles as we know it today. It's got beautiful mountains. It's got got lush greenery and... Redwoods. California is a gorgeous state. PG&E's running all those state. all those wires through the forest. But all yeah, those it's, California it's, fires, man, they're coming from Pete. Not, not all of them. PG&E, they're not taking care of their power lines, so they're they're falling yeah, down and catching. They spent a whole bunch fire. of months, a whole bunch of money on sustainability, and not on like clearing the lines around. Like this is not a hard. We've solved this technical problem for decades. It's like PG&E just didn't spend the money on clearing out, uh, you know, clearing out the forests. Around me, the power lines. I want to explain to everybody how it's going to work under this progressive utopia. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In California, I went and visited Tulare County. Tulare County, how do you pronounce it? I believe it's got 300,000 residents. They have no voting power. So these poor migrant workers, all of a sudden one day their water dried up in their wells. There was a drought. And I can understand that. The farmers in this county weren't allowed to take surface water that they had a lot of. I remember driving past these canals full of water, and I asked the farmer, like, hey, you got water right there? And he goes, oh, we can't touch that. And all the surface water goes right to the cities because they just they just take it from us. I'm like, how is that protecting marginalized communities that the wealthy elites say, we get all the water and you guys go screw yourselves? Yeah, we need to protect the farmers. Yeah, if we had an electoral vote type system, representational voting in California, the way we do nationwide, then Tulare County would have more power 
And they, that would force the urban centers to negotiate with them as to what they actually give up. Instead, the urban centers say, there's more of us than there are of you, so we get your water. Mm, they're at the end of a dying uh, nation. And not that the United States, no, the, these, these people that think cities are the heart of the country are wrong. It's the farms. And you can now learn on the internet as if you have a city, you can get stuff shipped to you. Our shipping is so, with drone shipping and the advance of drone shipping, farms are going to become even more central. The fact that Bill Gates is buying up all this farmland is very concerning to me, like corporate farmland. We're going to have to disperse that back to the Yo, people at some point. Let's just people, do it peacefully. Let's bring it back to this story. And I just want to mention they are extracting from the merit and they are giving to the, the unmerited. This, this, <laughs> this UBI program and other programs basically say, if you produce, we will take and we will give it to people for arbitrary reasons. I mean, is that not socialism? Is oh, that, oh yeah, that's that, that's pure socialism, but it's I mean it's going to be a well, miserable thing. Palm Springs. It's 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 precursor socialism, I guess is the proper is the better way to say it. It's like one of the, it's the seeds of socialism. It's the grooming Taking, process of it socialism. Is. <laughs> Take so you have you you have a farmer who farms and he makes food. And then eventually they come in and they say, we're taking your farm away from you, you elite. And we're giving it to all the people who work here. And all the people who work here don't know how to farm. And then everyone starves to death. Or worse still, they're like, everyone melt down your, your tools to make pig iron. And then everyone starves to death. I think that's been done before. Yeah. Uh, by the Soviets. Hey, I got an idea. Yeah, believe it or not. What if we just did that? What if, what if, can we find like a town and just run someone as mayor and he can just overtly run on failed so socialist Soviet policy just to see how many people are willing to and His name him? is Bernie Sanders. No, but I mean like outright being like, we need to get everybody to melt down their rakes. Melt down the rakes. <laughs> and their shovels. This is the only developed country iron. in the world where we don't melt down our Jet fuel does not melt steel beams. <laughs> but, but imagine going to like Brunswick, Maryland running for mayor and your position is we should get everyone to melt down their metal because we need iron for the war effort. <laughs> and then they're like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm just being a socialist. That's what you guys want, right? Yeah, socialist. That's or actually, I actually, you know, we, we were talking about if somebody actually did start running for office in our area. And I was like, why, why, why is that? Why is that funny? People were like, hey, we should get someone that we know to run for mayor. Wouldn't that be funny? And I'm like, no, it would be awesome because we should be involved in politics and we should be running for office. Yeah, do you want to do like, it, Will? What, move out <laughs> here you with wanna, you guys? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't just know. Run? No, no, running no, out here, but it. run somewhere. Run somewhere. I mean, yeah, like why, we'll aren't, why aren't people being like, I'm going to run for mayor? Yeah, uh, that's what I, I want to. I live in Arlington, <laughs> so like I would lose. John I mean, Astor. When I moved to North Carolina, oh, we'll with talk that about attitude, it. just run you as a Democrat. Run as a Democrat who opposes critical race theory. See how, how well you do. Right. Yeah. No one would go digging in my Twitter history. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'd> delete <laughs> hey, my Twitter. Wait a minute. John that Astor wasn't me. <laughs> the John Astor went to New York City and then built Astoria. He built a city, part of the city, and then just named it after himself. Like, that's the way. That's, that's cool. Because then you yeah. know where everything is and you have control of, like, the, the layout and stuff like that. You can do it right from the we beginning. Should, you know what we should do? We should uh, – we mentioned it before. We'll make a coffee shop called the Coffee Beanie. But then at 7 p.m. every night, the sign flips over and it says Ian's Palace. And then all of, like, the counters and everything spin around and changes into an entirely different building. Ooh. Wouldn't that be cool? I, we're on the verge of, like, graphene pipes. I don't know if, if technology is good enough to replace copper piping. But copper rusts and then you get copper oxide in your water. It's really bad for you and your skin. Yeah, polyvinyl chloride, man. What do you mean? Good old PVC. PVC. I'm yeah. lost. If we're going to build a city from the ground up, I want to avoid copper piping. I don't know if it's I don't, really I, nasty. I, I mean, in in Crosslandia you know? or yeah. Crossland, whatever you want to say. What about like a denser uh, metal? Maybe something uh, lead. Lead, yeah, that's lead, denser. lead pipes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think lead's not a good idea. And then and then after we lay it, we'll complain to the government and we'll talk about the poor children of of Ian's Palace suffering and we got we need the government to subsidize the replacement of these pipes that we we What's, built. What are you going to do at What would you do at Ian's Palace first night? If I was saying at Ian's Palace, it depends what kind of establishment is this. Would I even be there in the first place? What kind of seedy nonsense you got going on over there at Ian's <laughs> Palace? Can't do it without you, Shane. Let me know what's going on. What's, CD what's going on? This place is going to be G-rated if I'm there. I'm into it. All right, perfect. So what what, what are we serving? DMT. What kind of whiskey? Well, all right. DMT. <laughs> no, oh, you said G-rated. G-rated. No, no, I'm not into the psychedelic drugs. Caffeine. Psychoactive drugs now. Let's, let's, those let's are legal. Serve, to we'll serve coffee. Yeah, exactly. Ian's Palace, you'd think it was like a lounge, but you'd go in there and it'd be just a bunch of like people hookahing and, and talking to, about graphene. We're trying to figure out how to how to you, map you, you, inflation. Like uh, if you if you can redefine the uh, the second what is it the ideal gas law P mm. equals PV equals NRT pressure equals uh, volume times uh, temperature. You can then add some sort of like expansionary uh, variable to that so that you can get like right now when a when a system inflates. Is anyone listening to me right no, now? No, I'm listening. I'm We're listening. Right now, when, a system, long, I'm when listening. a system inflates, it, it just goes out and in, and that's the the ideal yeah. gas law explains how to like get water out of a out of a system, but it doesn't explain What's fusion. What's gesture you're doing? The heat that you're getting in the system that causes it to expand is causing it to expand faster, which causes more friction, which causes more heat to enter the system to expand faster, and then you get inflation, which is why you have fusion. But people haven't mathematically written that out yet, and someone out there is going to do it. Well, all right, let's talk about <laughs> politics. <laughs> We have this, uh, we have this no tweet idea. from Chris Hayes. He says, was just checking on what happened in the 1946 midterms as the nation readjusted after a historic society-wide disruption and inflation was 8%. Don't Google it. So I Googled it. Yeah, of course. And Google we found it. that, uh, uh, the 1946 election resulted in Republicans picking up 55 seats to win majority control. Well, times they are a changing. It's very different these days. The parties represent very different ideas, but I think it is fair to say, yeah, I mean, maybe that much. Could you imagine if we get blindsided by a Republican supermajority in the House? How many how many seats would they need to win for a supermajority? Well, there's no there's no such thing as a House supermajority, right? Like, because it's just fi- it's fifty percent plus, yeah, right. Whoever gets fifty percent plus one can vote. It's a Senate supermajority would be sixty, I, I think, or sixty one, no sixty. Um, and we could. I don't think that's even conceivable given the map. So, right. Right. H- how many seats do you guys think the Republicans are going to need to pick up to keep not doing anything? Oh, yeah, oh right. man. Probably yeah. all of them. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but hold on. Hear me right. out. None, if the Republicans actually are I'm being able, a cynic. I'm being but, a but, cynic. But hold on. Have, no, no, let's, be, let's be real. Let's be real. If, if they're able to pick up like 55 seats and just change the shape of the House of, of the House of Representatives, then they'll probably do nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Well, I mean, they, they're not going to be able to do anything meaningful because Biden's going to veto it, right? We're still going to have a Democratic president until twenty. They can impeach him. I don't know. I could see him actually. They could. They, they can investigate. Yeah. They, they that's could. what they can do. They can do investigations. They should now. make the January 7th committee. Yeah. And, and I actually think, yes. you know. There's one better. I have heard, I have heard whispers <laughs> that Kevin McCarthy is actually going to like go hard on the investigations. And there's, there's sort of like a, the Democrats have been, have pissed him off so much over the past like two years that he's actually going to go like, make them really pay for it nah, a bit. I, I don't believe it. I don't know. He's that's gonna, what I hear. If they make the mistake of making McCarthy Speaker of the House, he's going to be like, I'm going to go after these investigations, and then he's going to be standing tall in the moment they're like, and McCarthy has it. He's going to go, Ugh. and then he's just going to be like, I'm tired. Yeah, I don't know. That's more McConnell. I'm, I'm, I worry about it, but who, know, who knows? I mean, it could be... I mean, that's what they're going to do. Like, I mean, I know there's. they're not going to... I think there is... 
definitely like a lot of resistance. Like I heard Matt Gates talking about this. Like there's a lot of resistance into doing what the Paul Ryan Republican House did during Obama, which was just pass a bunch of bills that they knew never were going to go anywhere and then find subpoenas. themselves. In, yeah, subpoenas. Hunter Biden. Testify Hunter Biden, under oath. Lots and lots of subpoenas. Uh, you Archer. know, get to the bottom of get to the bottom of Russiagate, get to the bottom of Hunter Joe Biden. Joe Biden, testify under oath. Like yeah. they made Trump do. Yeah. No, just like just embarrassing investigations. <laughs> and they would still the call time. it unprecedented. Sure, it sure. Happened. Here's what here's what happens. McCarthy, primary the guy. Huh. McConnell, whatever, Senate, I don't care who they are, just get them out. Use primary. Primary, primary, primaries across the board. Get rid of everybody. Bye bye. I'm looking up. Ideally. I'm trying to put my mind in the heads of people in 1946 when they did this. It was post-World War II, so they're just getting out of this traumatic world war. Uh, Harry Truman. Was Truman Republican? Truman was a Democrat. Truman had not been elected, right? He was a vice president, um, and he was, uh, you know, when, when Franklin Roosevelt died right before the end of World War II, he became president. So, um, what, ways. what caused all these what caused all these people to get voted in? Was it, it might, I mean, just the end of the war must have been such a paradigm shift. I mean, shift. It, it, a lot of the sitting leaders got thrown out of office, right? Winston Churchill got thrown out of office. Can I, can I just um, say something real quick? election in England. Uh, don't the Democrats claim the parties switched in the late yes. 50s? Yes, they claim so, that during the civil rights era, the parties switched. So, so how is it? After. So if the parties switched, what Chris Hayes is actually saying when he says don't Google it is that he believes Democrats are going to win? Yeah, maybe they don't believe I think I think it, I don't know. It's more that he thinks that, like, the the party in power is going to take yeah, a beating, yeah. right, 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 right. Like basically, this is this kind of stuff. People are people are not happy and want something different. And that I mean that happened, right? Winston Churchill literally is the guy who won the war, the guy who's the hero of Britain, and he got tossed out in a general election. Yep. Like yeah, yeah they it, hated him in the early days because they're like, all he talks about is war, and he's like, I'm telling you, the Germans are going to declare war. And he's like, ah, that silly man. And then finally, when the war broke out, they're like, we need him now. They brought him in when they won the war. Like, we don't need him anymore. And he's yeah. like, ah, yeah. war oh, though, man. Peace in our time, huh? What a f- what a what an amazing quote. That's Neville Chamberlain, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, Oops. Just, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, peace in that's our why time. I read a, peace I, and prosperity because they're not the same thing. Great book that was a fascinating take on World War II from Britain's perspective called "The Phony Victory" by Peter Hitchens, and his basic thesis is Britain was in effect one of the losers of the war. Um, that Britain prior to the war had some pretensions of being a great power, and post-war they were a vassal of the United States. Yep. Um, and, and they better know it. And Sorry. they basically like found themselves in a war situation where they were basically doomed. Their only hope was the United States coming to save them. And oddly enough, Franklin Roosevelt and the United States managed to extract major, major concessions from Britain throughout the, that period when they were in that really difficult period in like 1940 um, in order to infer to be willing to help. Yeah, what kind of we stuff? were still not that happy about bases. the war. Yeah. Bases. Oh, they gave us their military they bases. Gave us, they had military bases in like Newfoundland and like in Canada, and they just we just said, "You want our old destroyers, like our old retro, you know, not very useful destroyers? Give us your land. Give us your military bases." Whoa. You know and what? Did the king was it a king at the time? Was it? Was yeah. The, well, they, they had. A, I mean, it was that was also that was under Chamberlain, right? When they were starting to do, I th- no, that was probably under Churchill when they were doing Lend Lease. I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. But who was, who was the reigning monarch at the time? Uh, King George. Mm. So was George signing loser. over the land? Is- no, it, I mean, it, it, it wasn't up to him, right? It's like, at that point, it's still a constitutional monarchy with you Technically. Know, prime minister dominating. The, you Technically, know, I mean, the king could. Yeah, but it was still it was still at that point where it's like the you know the prime minister is running the government of of Britain, and so it was on Chamber Neville Chamberlain and Churchill to make the decision. But I mean, they were just they were in a terrible position. I mean, they could they found a way to stop. Of seaborne invasion 
by Hitler's Germany, but they had no hope. I mean, they got kicked out of continental Europe, had to flee from Dunkirk. And the, the miracle of Dunkirk was that they managed to evacuate, yeah. you know, most yeah. of their forces. And, I mean, they had no hope of trying to, recon- you know, reconquer continental Europe. Um, you know, I mean, it, and it's one thing. It's funny. Like, actually, I, I've read some of my grandfather's letters from that period when, when before the United States entered the war after Dunkirk. And he's doing the calculations on, like, America entering the war. And it just is just staggeringly awful. Wow. Like, because at that point, also, the Soviet Union's not in the war against Germany. Right. And so people are talking about the United States entering. And uh, it's like, that's not, they're not going, there's no way that there, we could possibly do this. Because it's just, you know, us versus Nazi Germany. And we're having to invade on a seaborne invasion. Which no is hope. crazy. Yeah, which, like, and hit my, my grandfather's conclusion, like, this would be insane. Like, we can't do it. Man, if, I mean, if you think about it, storming the beaches was nuts. Yeah, like, think I think it, it would have made no sense at all had the Soviet Union not already been in the war and been, you know, grinding right. up the German army. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, people often forget how the communists saved the world, and then they just ugh, malign those poor Soviets. <laughs> poor Soviets. <laughs> but that's actually something they often who, say. Like, I know. Hey, yeah. man, we helped in World War II, and it's like, yeah, but you like killed a ton of people before World War II, so <laughs> doesn't also, make you the like, good guys. Yeah. But. yeah. Also, forgetting the fact that they were the ones who wanted to keep working with Hitler until he betrayed them. Yeah. Right. right. Operation <laughs> Barbarossa. Yeah. When the Germans went into went into Russia, yeah. Soviet. They're like, hey, wait, you're not supposed to attack us. I guess we have no choice. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like, how many? How many? tens of millions of people did the u.s kill in the early 1900s was it none <laughs> i think so i mean obviously I mean, I don't know. obviously people died at the hands of the united states but it wasn't tens of millions right yeah. well you had the nazis we know what they did and you had the soviets we know what they did and then here we are like let's team up with one of them against the other it's the weirdest it's it's the craziest thing to me that like they're both just extremely awful yeah but then we ended up having to fight what 60 70 years a cold war proxy yep. wars all, all over the planet because the soviets were very much bad guys yep Crazy. Really, I mean, really, it comes down to, uh, you know, the fact that Hitler declared war in the United States. That, like, if yeah. you're looking at the, you know, there was another very fascinating bit of this book that I thought was really interesting. There's that window between December 7, 1941, and I think four days later, where Hitler declares war in the United States. And Britain was freaking out because they thought we were just going to go to war with Japan. And they, that's where all our resources yeah. were going to go. That's where every, all the military investment was going to go. And Britain was just going to have to hold out Nazi Germany on its own. And then Hitler declared war on us, and all of a sudden, like, they just what a you know, breathe a sigh path. of relief. Well, and, I mean, the U.S. was like, we don't really need to worry about war with Japan because we got nukes. We need, we need our ground forces in Europe. You, the, your uh, timing's wrong. We didn't have nukes fully developed until, like, 45. Um, and that it, it wasn't obvious in 1940, 41, that that was going to be, like, a game changer. They had a meeting, Roosevelt, uh, Stalin, and... Uh, Churchill, I think, I think Stalin was involved too, where they, it might have just been, uh, Churchill and Roosevelt. They decided that they were going to focus American war efforts. They all agreed on Europe. We're not, we're not going to yeah. worry about Japan until later. Well, I mean, the, they just agreed that the United States would take the, the, like, the ore in Japan and that some of, most of the American resources would go. But I mean, we were still, I mean, we, we built a hell of a carrier force. Like, we, I, we spent a lot of money and energy on Japan too. I think strategically, Europe was more allies and more forces to help if you if you liberate Europe, you get more assistance in the rest of the war. Right, and I, I mean, I think it was ultimately a priority. I think like over Japan and the and the Pacific theater, uh, but Japan still got a ton of attention from. It's the crazy States. how much Japan lost because they went to war in this way. Oh, it was a a horrible, horrible decision. Uh, they were doomed from the outset in terms of their industrial capacity. I mean, you know, more more nerdy stuff, but like from basically like 
we dwarf their naval production by like 10 to one, um, just for their theater, right? Like we were able to also produce everything we needed for Europe and then dwarf Japan's naval production like 10 to one. And, uh, that's, it's a naval war. Like carriers are, you know, carriers are everything. And we just, you know, they, they produced maybe like six workable carriers when we produced like 50 or 60 or something. I mean, it was just, I heard that they were on the verge of surrendering before we dropped the bombs on them. Is that true? Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, they were on the, you know, it's, it's not clear which caused the surrender, which is, was it the Russians finally declaring war on Japan or, uh, and deciding to invade through Manchuria, um, or the, the bombs, right? Because the first bomb went off and they didn't, they didn't surrender. And then Russia declared war. I think it, it was, it, I'm not sure of the exact timing. They may have been deciding on, after the first bomb. Wow. It may have been a meeting of, you know, the, uh, the Japanese saying like, who do we want to be occupied by? Yeah, they might, that, I think it was really, once the Russians invaded, I think that might have been plus the bomb, but the Russians invading was sort of like, oh, we're screwed, right? Yeah. We lose. Did they organize the American government and the Russians like, we're going to drop a bomb when you invade, like we're going at them with everything? I don't, I don't remember if that was it. I think honestly, at that point, Russia might have been opportunistic because Russia wanted a seat at the table with Japan to negotiate territorial concessions. And so Stalin might have been kind of opportunistic of like, oh, this, we think this war is probably going to wrap up soon. Let's get in on the game mm. and ensure that our territorial claims are respected. Let's, let's bring the war to a, a modern conversation. We have this from Politico. Quote, we see the storm coming. U.S. struggles to contain a deepening global food crisis. Biden officials are scrambling to limit the damage from fast-spreading food shortages sparked by Russia's war in Ukraine, but they face complex political and logistical challenges. I just want to say, I, I certainly, I've said it before, Putin has a lot to blame for the escalating prices. The war, it's a tit for tat, and then all of a sudden you get sanctions. Now Putin's saying he's not going to export agriculture unless it's to a friendly nation. You've got the rising fertilizer costs. All of this very much starts from this war. However, food costs were already skyrocketing well before this war started. Food shortages were already hitting everybody well before this war started. I definitely think the Biden admin and the media are like, oh, it's all Putin's fault. It's like, nah, it's your fault too. But ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're prepared for the worst because they're saying the word famine now. It was the French foreign minister said global famine. The uh, I think it was the UN health food program said, I don't know if he said famine, but even Biden is saying famine in Europe. Famine is the word. Oh, boy. Well, I think so, it's more like famine in Africa, right? The problem being that it's food resources in Europe are like one of our like key to providing food in Africa. But that, right? this, this is the surface layer. You know, mm-hmm. Vladimir Putin says the poorest countries are going to be impacted very heavily by this global food shortage. But of course, it's going to impact us very sure. severely. It already is. Uh, in Spain, they're already food rationing. In Germany, prices are already up uh, 20 to 50 percent. So this is the funny thing. You, you know, you just had a look when I said Spain was doing food rationing. They're doing it at supermarkets. I want you guys to imagine this. Imagine what your life is going to be like when you go to a supermarket and you go to get chicken and there's a sign saying only one chicken item per customer. Could you imagine that? I could because it happened two years ago. We saw all of these food shortages and our supermarkets were doing food rationing. You'd go in and it'd say only one beef item per customer. I went in and I was like, I want to get some boneless chicken wings. They're called wangs or whatever because they can't call them wings. And it was like a big sign says only two per customer. So you could get like one thing of nuggets and maybe a thing of breast. That's all they would allow. We're seeing that happening in Europe now. It's happening in Spain. Germany, as I mentioned, prices are skyrocketing. So... With the fer- with the lack of fertilizer, it's not just going to be poor nations that suffer. Oh, they're going to suffer the worst. Yes. But I'm very much concerned about what's going to happen here in the U.S. What's going to happen to cities when these people who are entitled, often morbidly obese, how are they going to deal with this? How are they going to, you know, what are they going to do when they can't get the food they want? 
hopefully they'll be they'll be looking up on the internet how to lose weight, how to fast, because the first three or four days of fasting yeah, but, is brutal. But this is like you know this is different. Like you know the COVID stuff hit our supply chain. Right. This is Europe's. No, it's our supply chain. We, we, we get a, a ton of our fertilizer from Russia. I, I, m- most of our fertilizer comes okay. from Russia and fertilizer costs for American farmers is up 300%. That's, that's fair. I didn't not, realize that and was not, a fertilizer. And not problem. to mention, uh, uh, fuel costs too. But it also means what, what will, what will the Biden administration do for Europe? Biden's already talked about taking our food and giving it away to other countries. So we are going to be strained on this one. Now, the worrying thing is people in big cities. L.A. is so massively dense. And the people who live in these dense populated areas, they don't make food. They, you got house after house after house. There's maybe a small garden. But these people aren't going to be able to sustain themselves in these big cities. What are they going to do? Now, I don't think the apocalypse is coming. I don't think it's going to be like come November, you go in the supermarket and there's people punching each other for one can of beans. Maybe at some point in the next few years, depending on how, th- how bad things can get. But it's going to be like what, what the way they're describing it is food costs going up 40% by the end of the year. I had so, a dream. Not, with, with inflation on top. Last yeah. night I had a dream that I went – I saw the owner of the old restaurant that I worked at in L.A. I saw her and I was like, do you own this restaurant? She went, yeah, and I, I'll get some food. I sat down to get like a Reuben sandwich and it was $100 in the dream. And I didn't think oh, like – Uh-oh, and crazy dream. I haven't been thinking about inflation lately. But that just like lightning struck my brain. Dude, we went out to get breakfast out here and for like five people it was like a 100 and something dollars. And we yeah. went to a diner. We didn't go to like a crazy place. Prices were nuts. I mean, prices, you know, even just go to the grocery store, try and buy a pound of ground beef. It's like seven, eight bucks. Easy. There's, there's a little barbecue shack by us. And last year they stopped selling brisket. And the guy said it was because it was too expensive. He's like, there's no point in trying to sell a $20 serving of brisket. No one will buy it. And then I got, and then, and then I'm on the hook for it. So I just won't buy it at all. Do you guys think that you will eat bugs? Factory, you will live in the pot. You think factory farming is a sin against God? Uh, well, I'm not religious, so we'll start there. Um, <laughs> so that's, uh, I don't. That's a Seamus question. I was going to ask Seamus next. I, I, I'm not sure how you're defining factory farming. I, I, I believe God. there, I believe there are ways that are more or less ethical when it comes to, the, to how we treat animals. I was taking but, the stink bugs out of my room and throwing mm-hmm. them outside and like they were dying in the freezing and I asked God, am I going to burn in hell for killing these things? And he said, you're going to, if, if you're going to judge you for anything, it's for factory farming. And it was like all of you. It was the statement of like, the human race will be judged harshly for what you're doing to the animals in factory farms. I believe it. If there is a God, that he'd be pissed or it would be not happy with the disunity and the disorganization of how we've corralled these things, stuck them with antibiotics to overgrow them and just suck their but blood. But listen, listen. I mean, I will I will agree with you to a certain extent just in a, a, a basic human moral position that we do bad things in, in the name of profit to maximize how much food we produce. And now we have very, very cheap food and very, very fat homeless people. So there is definitely some weird disconnect going on with our food economics. At the same time, we need mass production of food to feed people so they can live. I'm into stem cell food. Have you guys looked? Ha, ate well, I don't want to change the subject. Okay. You know, Maybe you know, on the after weird. show. Let's, let's, let's operate with the assumption I'll that we don't have it. it right now. Should we continue? I mean, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's not. Ultimately, it's not the chicken and beef that are making people fat. Right. It's the, yeah. It's ho-hos. the sugar and the carbs. Yeah, yeah corn sugar. True. The corn. The corn industry. You know what it was like, for me? Um, so Michaela Peterson talks about how uh, just switching to an all meat diet. It's mm-hmm. not so much that the all meat diet is good for you, but it's a, but that it's an elimination diet. So when I cut out carbs, I cut out bread too, and then I've been having some food and then testing. It turns out when I eat no gluten, my whoop recovery rate is through the roof. When I have bread, it drops. 
So that's, I'm like, that's it, bread's done. We had that same conversation last night. Yeah. Exactly. So when you when you do an all meat diet, yeah, that's good. You're getting your B vitamins, you're getting it, but it's all the stuff that you're cutting out, the sodium benzoate, the crappy uh, preservatives that they don't even put on the label that they call natural flavors, you know, that they get from like a dissected bug or something. You know what? You know what I ate today? Out in the yard, we have chives everywhere. Everywhere. It's amazing. They taste so good. It's nuts. You can pick them right off the ground and eat them. I prefer to wash them, so I don't do that. But literally, we walk outside and just grab a big thing and just tear it off and then chop it up, threw it in some farm fresh ground beef we got from a farm down the road. Nice. Man, that was, that's, that's good eating. People, I, I bring this up because when you look at places like LA or New York, what are they going to do when food, be, you know, food is harder to come by? There was a movement to start growing vegetables in the berm area of uh, LA streets. I don't know if you guys saw that. There was a guy pushing for it four or five oh, years ago, like the middle of the streets where yeah. they have like the planters. Yeah, between the sidewalk and the road. You know why area. that won't work? Because people will just take it. No, because it would fall on the ground, rot, and, it would and be then rot bugs all, come. Yeah, yeah bugs and rodents all over the streets. It would be a disaster. But if you could upkeep it, like you could, the homeless people, you could give them money. That's a job incentive program to keep upkeep the gardens and just have like, like that you can't. City gardens. Yeah, I mean, so homeless people the, aren't aren't or anybody really that wanted a job. The, pro- the problem is not. Yeah, that's Schellenberger, right? He's really good on this. The problem, the problem with homeless people is not the lack of a the, home. I shouldn't even just say homeless yeah. like that. That's a, they need or want that. It's anybody that w- could use a job. That could be a type of, of job as, as local farms, road farms, or whatever you want to call them. But they are going to run out of food if they don't. I don't know. I mean, I mean, like most of those sort of like urban gardening type things are not don't make sense in terms of scale, right? The problem. I mean, you they just don't understand how big like the farms that actually feed us really are. They're massive. And you know, when you're talking about these small, tiny, little urban plots, it's like a, you know. It's yeah, just exactly. A, and like the most population it's dense It's just a trivial, a trivial contribution to the overall food supply. I like road gar- or, uh, rooftop gardens. but They're cool. Get- They're just not that yeah. meaningful in terms of increasing the food supply of a city. It could like supplement your groceries, basically. Yeah. But if everyone does it. I mean, it's a big ask, I know. To grow your own food. I mean, it's kind of like, duh. Looking back and be like, they didn't used to grow their own? So oh, uh, what the heck? I was reading one article that said people should expect to be spending about a thousand dollars a month for groceries. What 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 is do, do we know the average spend for a family per month on groceries? I can look that I up. Can look it up. Because uh, for me, I don't I don't ha- I don't have a good barometer of a high grocery grocery cost. Because when we buy groceries, we buy it for the whole office, which is like thirty people. So we spend a lot restocking mm-hmm. everything for everybody. But I'm wondering what the average person is spending per month well, on groceries. In 1990, so it was 20, 200 a week. According to 2020 data uh, from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, that works out to $412 per month. Is the so it's going to it's gonna more than... So at least one article I was reading was saying expect your bills, to your, your food cost to be about over $1,000. I read that people should budget an extra $5,200 per year for inflation starting so now. So an extra 500 or so bucks for yeah. food costs. Yep. We got this story from USA Today. Get ready to spend more at the grocery store. Food prices expected to soar. USDA and then, So here's the thing. On top of the economy being in absolute shambles and people being more panicked about their ability to access food for the first time than they've ever been in our lifetimes, this complete disaster, uh, the Democrats decide, you know what? On top of this, you know what we need politically? We need to defend grooming. <laughs> yeah, I know. I okay. feel like no, 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 no. Good They're luck. like, how do we get people to stop talking about the fact they can't buy food? Defend something unconscionable. That'll, that'll get all of their attention. <laughs> off of it. You're right. They should be focusing on sustained local food growth. Like, for, as a human, it should be like a human thing that the American government should, should be supporting a movement to teach people how to locally grow their own food. And, we have we have uh, uh, pawpaw season out here. So end of September, October, there is so much pawpaw 
that it's just rotting everywhere. Mm. And What's it's, pawpaw? It's like if you took a banana, a mango, and an avocado and mixed it all together. Hmm. So it's this like round green fruit that grows. It's it's apparently hard to cultivate because only like beetles and flies pollinate the, the flowers. But they're they're everywhere. So I was really excited to try it for the first time. It tastes like a banana, avocado, mango just mixed together. So hmm. you can make bread with it. You can it's 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 all over the place. I just want, I want to point out, man, how amazing it is when you're not in a city. Because this is something I think city people don't realize because I didn't realize it. And all the country people are sitting back with that straw in their mouth laughing because they're like, yeah, there's food everywhere. So I go outside. There's chives. We take the chives. It makes our food taste good. Then we have the berry season where there's blackberries and, and wine berries everywhere. You go outside for 10 minutes and you've got like two pounds of fresh berries. And it's amazing. You can do everything with it. It's just delicious. Obviously, you need more than that. But it's just it's, it's crazy growing up, growing up in a city and not realize you can just eat stuff outside. It's just nuts. People in cities aren't going to be able to do this. Well, that's the thing. I mean, and also people in cities, unfortunately, don't know where their food <coughs> comes from. And I think this is why we have folks who unfortunately think that a small garden like that can sustain their city or make a significant dent here. Um, there was a hilarious article. Uh, it was it was actually a letter to the editor, and I've quoted it here before on the show. But somebody basically wrote to their newspaper saying that it was offensive that they printed an article which discussed hunting because people should just be getting their food from the grocery store where right, no animals right. are harmed. <laughs> or, or I've mentioned how I got an argument with a guy during uh, uh, the primaries when I was talking about with with you know how UBI would disrupt the economy and with the shortages eventually there's not going to be any milk at the grocery store and some guy was like what do you mean you just go to the grocery store to get the milk it's just there and then I was like you realize it's bottled and sent there right he's like it's just at the grocery store what do you mean well, then this is no, a, these people genuinely don't realize. Magic. No, they're dumb. Well, well the, the milk, the dairy is harvested. It's set to various processing plants for a variety of things. Cream, half and half, sour cream, yogurt, milk, all the stuff. It has to get separated out, right? Homogenization process. Then it goes to bottling and packaging plants. Then it goes to like warehouse distribution. Then it goes to stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, people are going to point to Russia. The political leaders are obviously the main reason this is happening is because they decided to shut down the supply chain. Back in 2020, there were instances where there were certain foods that we had shortages of, even though that particular food didn't have a hiccup in its production or quite as much of a a hiccup to lead to the proportional shortage that we were seeing because the government, even though they declared food production to be essential, declared the production of items that were required for the packaging of that food to be non-essential. So the food was produced, but it could just never get to the grocery stores. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've been working with this company called Eden Grow Systems that's developing. They have some NASA technology, and you can basically grow indoors. And the idea is four of these towers can sustain one person indefinitely. But I don't know if a if a capitalist movement, like, buy this product. I'm, I'm about to start using it, so I'm really excited to see the value. Like, you can grow eggplants and stuff. Um, you, you've got to have your own garden at the very least. You know, when I lived in New York, there was no way to have a garden. It was impossible. I could have a garden box with maybe one plant and maybe have like a tomato, but that's, 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 that's nothing. That's why I'm like, you know what? People who live in the cities, you do your thing. Look at this story we got from Ross Story. Iowa's bird flu death toll tops 13 million. This is, there's a pandemic happening among chickens, but it means eggs will be more expensive. It means chicken meat's going to be harder to come by. And we already saw the chicken wing shortage during the pandemic, likely to, likely to happen again, especially with the global food shortages that are coming. That's why I brought up stem cell meat. I believe so, that we're headed towards a future where we don't eat farm animals like this. Well, it's going to be really, really there's weird. No, there's no I'm fat curious in them, about this. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we have a picture of a chicken here, which creates the mental connection that the birds dying from this are, are livestock. 
but how are yep. they getting this 13 million number? Is it chickens that are dying? Is it? Is it's it, chickens uh, that are dying. It's, it's, I believe okay, it's so some specifically, turkeys. okay, okay. Poultry, uh, poultry flocks in Iowa. This has been big news. So we've actually, we, we've been warned just to make sure we quarantine any chickens we get outside because we have, we have, we have our chickens. We have like 50 now because we bred a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And so we were told by a breeder, like, any chickens you get, keep them separated for 30 days, which is kind of a normal thing because yeah. you don't want to spread diseases or whatever. But right now it's fairly serious. Mm-hmm. We got chickens. Chickens lay eggs all the time. It's fantastic. We got too many eggs. Too many. We had, in like one week, we had 74 eggs. I don't even know. We just made a whole bunch of eggs. It was great. Deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. Those were awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, that was great. I got to start eating my eggs. Yeah. I wonder what percentage this is of the the total livestock of chickens that we have in the country. It's just a lot. No, I mean, I agree. It's frightening. I'm just saying it's it's things like this that are all kind of happening around the same time that are like, you pay attention to this stuff. Uh, You know, in 2015, a deadly bird flu outbreak resulted in 32 million birds in Iowa uh, being culled. So they say Iowa's affected birds this year account for 59% of the country's current 22.4 million total, according to the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture data. Hey, you know what? So this six, is also, just about 60% of our chickens. This is also an indication of the danger of centralized farming. When you have one yes, spot. Yes, buy chickens. Yeah, have Build your own, your own ha- chicken city. And have them far away from each other so that if one little batch gets ill, that's okay. Well, you just keep... Are you, you, t- you should see the way... The chickens need to social distance? You should see... Definitely. They them? might need our help. You should yeah. see the way they call these chickens. If you've never seen a video of them calling chickens, it's freaking horrific. I'm not going to even talk about it on, on air because it's so disturbing. Uh, but it involves suffocation. So I guess I did talk about it on air. I guess so. I just so feel for these animals, man. Look in their Bro. eyes. They are not NPCs. There's something going on there. Humans eat meat. I get it. And I'm not saying we shouldn't, but there are other ways to derive your meat than growing and killing something for it. I know that's been the way that we've been doing it for, for ever. I think that's just like naivety, bro. I don't, I, I'm not making it just, it's not like, I, a, it's I, not I a look, fantasy. There's technology no, no, backing no, it no. up. I, I always, I always like the way the Native Americans would go about it. You know, you'd kill the animal and then you would basically like, have some sort of prayer of like what you are getting from this creature that you, whose life you've taken. Like there's like respect to life, but recognizing that we humans, we survive and we eat meat. And I'm sorry, man. I gen, I, I think humans eat meat. That's it. Like there's a lot of people yeah. who are like, humans actually don't eat meat. I, I think it was mostly fish, but humans eat meat. We do. Yeah. It's less about yeah. the meat, more well, about the suffering and the, the sickness that comes from factory farm that I'm concerned and with. And I, I will say this. There is something about, you know, growing cultivating or even hunting your own food i've you know i don't do it often but i I have gone hunting and when you see the cost when you actually kill an animal in order to get food from it you don't waste it you're way less likely to waste food we waste food all the time because we just go to the grocery store and get it and we don't even have to consider the fact that an animal died for it but you understand inherently there's there's this lack of gratitude there's this disrespect in wasting food that most people never acknowledge thank you when we go out to eat so much food gets wasted and what do you do? Because I'm not talking about like you order a steak and half of it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm not eating half that steak ever again. I mean like a couple bites here and there. And that, that really, really adds up. Yeah, try if to we were, if we were actually in like a famine situation, nothing would be wasted. You'd be, you'd be, you'd be boiling tree bark if you were starving. Well, I mean, it's just like a different, I mean, it would completely change the culture, right? Like you read about like people who grew up in the Great Depression just hoarding, like just, and yeah. not just food, right? Stuff, uh, because, it's like, well, you never know how you might need to use this. And it's when just I was like, it was much more common. When I was 18, I was uh, hanging out with my grandpa. And I, was, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with his bread. And then I saw there was mold on the bread. 
And then I was like, ah, I'm not going to eat it. And he's like, why not? And I was like, there's mold on it. And he goes, you know, or during the depression. And then he grabs it and he just like, and just eats the whole thing. And I was like, you can at least take the mold off. Like, yeah. He didn't care. Like, you get sick from that, man. I don't know. What kind of mold was it? Do you remember? It was blue. I don't know. Blue mold. Blue mold. Black mold's very dangerous. Blue, green, yellow. I think penicillin's white mold. Yeah, but mold's still bad. Don't want to eat it. But, uh, he, you know, his point was like during the, during the depression, they would eat whatever they could. You eat what you can get. We, you know, I hear stories about the depression. I don't think we've seen anything like that. No, no matter how bad things have gotten. No, no. I mean, it's hard. It's I, it's doubtful that we would. Honestly, like there's there's a level of, uh, I don't know, just like how developed our economy is. It's really hard to imagine something. I mean, we we forget how un- relatively undeveloped things were in that period in large portions of the country. Um, People like, need to realize the these systems can be knocked down very easily. I mean, you, I mean, you you can screw them up for a longer period. I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm more of an optimist on than you guys on that front. Like, I just, you know, you you read about what things were really like in the Great Depression, and not just and not just. I'm talking about like rural areas. Like, rural electrification was still like not really a thing. You know, um, you know. Read. I think a really good book if anybody wants to read about this is actually the first series in the series of biographies of Lyndon Johnson, because Lyndon Johnson grew up in Hill Country, Texas, in like poor, and it was poor. I mean, thir- you know, what we would consider like worse than thoroughbred poverty, poor then. Um, and you realize how far things have come, like in rural areas, especially in terms of like in basic infrastructure. Clean water. Clean water yeah. is a huge part of it. South America, you could see I went down there and I was helping clean the Amazon out. And we were with these tribes, this one tribe, or it wasn't really tribes. They were just in Belen and Iquitos. And they didn't know that poop water was bad for you. So they'd defecate in the water and then drink it. And they'd oh. distended stomachs and like... Not only was the education lacking, so yes, clean water, but also education. We need maintain access to at least maybe electricity and internet so that we can continue to educate kids properly. I think maybe. Um, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we need some kind of uh, um, a way to just get things to 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 go back to baseline, so that we can kind of figure out how much food people really. Yeah, need. Yeah, you're talking about like a reset. Yeah, a great reset. Like some like kind, a big yeah, some kind okay. of big, yeah. big great. resetting of the whole global system. It'd really, yeah. be great if nobody owned anything. For yes. that. I would be happy. It'd be much easier to move things around. <laughs> you should be happy. Uh, yeah. I would be happy. Yeah, you could spin up a, <laughs> a corporation nothing. maybe that surrounds yourself, that's surrounded around that idea. Maybe we can do some kind of organization about like global economics, have like a forum. I was just once a year, thinking that. On, oh my goodness. Yeah, yes. Like a, a Talk world about forum of economic, on economics. A world forum on economics. The world forum on economics. Kind the of WF, WFE. That's a great a idea. idea. <laughs> I think, I Dude, think you are on to something. I'm rolling. <laughs> rolling a 20. Roll that roll dice. <laughs> roll the 20 dice. I got a 59. That's, That's like one of the worst numbers, boring numbers I could have rolled right there. I want to I wanna make sure that, uh, you know, we we saw shortages. We saw prices increase. I've been going to the grocery store, and the prices have definitely been going way up consistently and oh, very, yeah. very quickly. And so my concern is, are we seeing from the media and the Biden administration fear-mongering? I don't know why they would want to do that right now, considering elections are coming up. Are people experiencing normalcy bias and optimism bias? Meaning it can't happen or something like that will never happen, right? The optimism bias is like, no, that couldn't happen. And normalcy is like, well, that's never happened. So everything's going to stay the same and I'm not going to have to worry about it. Or are we going to see something dramatic like we've not seen in a long time, like ground war in Europe, fertilizer shortages? I think at the very least, we, we should expect to see Africa starvation is going to get nuts. I'm glad that Biden said the word famine because it's people like my parents that need to hear it from the authority to really start taking it seriously. 
Maybe they'll buy extra beans or something. We need peace in Russia and Ukraine. Jeez, I don't know. Yeah. Like that should. There's a lot of people who want to keep the war going to drain Russia as though it's like a cold war, and we need to do the. You know, we need to just, just drain them out in Afghanistan. Right? No, 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 no. We need peace. We want peace between Russia and yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, take it ASAP. when you can get it. Because in a war, if something changes with the leadership one day, there's no that that's off the table now. Like it's some psycho. Not that Putin's not. I'm not saying he's a psycho, but some real genuine psycho. Like if Putin gets assassinated and some crazy oligarch gets a hold. You may never see an option for peace again. Yeah. I think. I think you know. Once we have the peace, everyone should just not own anything and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then there's like someone who tuned into the show for the first time. Like, oh, I, I hear a lot of good things about this Tim Pool guy. <laughs> I don't want to watch this show ever again. <laughs> All right, let's pull up these super chats. If you have not already, we implore you smash that like button. Do it for Ian. Thank he you. needs those likes. Ian goes to bed and he's like, "We didn't get enough likes, man." And he cries, and then you know, and then we got to deal with it. It takes it's half true, and an it hour. keeps everyone up too. Like, yeah. you can hear me crying. He cr- yeah, you cry loud <laughs> through the whole night, I'm bro. Sorry, I thought my walls were sound. No, sound they're proof. not. That. Seamus gets angry. I get mad. Just hitting people. Stop! Ah! I start screaming and punching the walls. <laughs> Seamus shaped fists holes in the wall. <laughs> There's like dents oh, coming Seamus through the wall and, 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 and imprints of his face in the wall from bashing his face. Screaming so loud, you can see his spirit imprinted on the wall. All right, subscribe to this channel share the show with your friends become a member at timcast.com we're gonna have that members only show coming up at 11 p.m over at timcast.com let's see what we got here raymond g stanley jr says nyc adams is spending tax money on billboards in florida yep really yep. what about so they're oh buying, to move yeah, people back billboards. yeah to baby try to bring come back. back yep yeah nice. you should go stand dude. there with a boom box man come back to <laughs> yeah. me Dude, states Pathetic. are competing for citizens. I've never seen this before. Well, they're it. losing them. Yeah, All right, exactly. Balian says, Tim, you should watch Nick Ricada's breakdown of the Chad Reed shooting because you missed a lot due to the media leaving out a lot of context. I can believe that for sure. I'm sure Ricada went through like the actual uh, paperwork and, and legal filings and stuff like that. All right, Crayson says, if you're looking for a word to describe the left and the West in general by this point, look to your family pet. The word is simple, domesticated. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that we've, we, we are being domesticated. We are being told to be children permanently. Well, speak for yourself. I'm not. You're you wild. Guys are. Well, I mean. Everyone here. I'm a wild man. I punch the wall when Ian cries. Right, that's does. right. That's right. Where are the likes? <laughs> and then Get I'm like, Jamie, stop. If you guys don't leave likes and I end up having to punch the wall again, I'm not going to be able to finish tomorrow's cartoon because my hand's going to be broken. So please like the video. All right. Nanad. Sredjik says, love when Will is on, but I need to know his thoughts on Star Trek. The Malice episode black, black-pilled me on him. Well, I, I don't, I don't really watch Star Trek, so sorry. Uh, is that, how did, how did it blackfill me? Is, is it like suddenly, is it a podcast they did with him where I said I don't really know much about Star Trek or I'm more of a Star Wars person? I don't know why, why they're concerned about you. Was, Michael Malice was saying Star Trek was just like for nerds and he didn't like it, which is weird because he's such a big DC guy. And That's like, what it is. first, I just want to clarify too, you know, a nerd is a reference to academia and a geek is a reference to fandom. And you mm. know the difference. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> I like. Because, you know. Because uh, you're a geek. And I like spy novels. Oh, you're both. So both, I don't, I, and Dual spy class. movies. So read, read John Le Carre and watch stuff like The Spy Who Came In From The Cold and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. You'll, you'll, you won't regret it. All right. Awesome Archivist says, is it so hard to have a hobby? Why do so many link purpose to what society demands of you. Ultimately, these physically intangible concepts, concepts SJWs obsess over do not exist. Sincerely, a 22-year-old. 
Well, they need a religion substitute. That's what they need. Yep. That's like, exactly that's what it is. Yep. They need a religion substitute. I think Mark Andreessen maybe mm-hmm. said something smart today where he's like, the best way to have a religion indoctrinated in schools is to just not call it a religion. And then all yep. of a sudden you can do it. Andrew L. says, Tim, in your monologue today, you mentioned having a deep freezer and how the food could last forever. What about an extended power outage? So we have we, a hamster that runs in a wheel and it charges yeah, the generator. It's a big hamster. Yeah, it's a giant it's hamster. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we spent uh, decades doing genetic engineering to make mm-hmm. a big enough hamster to yeah. power a deep freezer, and we got it. His yeah, name's Melvin. Boff. Well done. Yeah, thank Melvin. You. Melvin, yeah. So uh, we have here, that is true facts. There is an issue if the power goes out, and it yeah. has. And it's a deep freezer, so it will last for a, for a decent amount of time without thawing out. And there are things you can do to check, like you put like some, you know, a, a piece of ice in it. And then if, if you come back and you get a flat disk of ice, you know that it melted and refroze. But um, we are getting solar installed. And at the new facility, we have an obscene amount of solar power because we want to be independent, which means we're going to have satellite internet. We're going to have solar power. We have an insane amount of batteries. So the, how, the, the whole facility can be powered for like a week or longer if there's no sun at all. Like, let's say there's just like storms for a week straight and the power goes out. We will still have power for like a week. And then we have well water, obviously, and heavy duty filtration systems. So yeah, not because I think that the world will end, but because I'm concerned that sometimes snowstorms hit and then the power goes out and you should just be able to take care of yourself. Just thinking, could we cover that deep freezer with blankets if the power were to go out to hold the cold inside? It's, it's all, it's a deep freezer. It's already insulated. Oh, so there's no ad- more added insulation we could add to help it? In a- I don't, I'm, I'm sure you could put in a vacuum or something. I don't know. Yeah. Considering that, that it's insulated, when we had, we had a fuse go out and it was out for a while, everything was still deeply frozen. I mean, when you take meat out of the deep freezer, it's, it's hard to thaw, you know? I guess we just put a lock on it so if the power goes out, it locks. You don't want fools going in there. No, no, we just plug it. We have, we have a bunch of these batteries. You can't see them, but they're all, they're all over the studio. They're these huge batteries. What are they called? EF Delta. Is that what it's called? Those are great. Yeah, they're fantastic. And when the, we, we were, we were doing a show once when the power went out and then we just, we have the tech crew come and they plug all these things in. And then we have a really big one too. So we have backup power for days. All right. Roger. Sheck Snyder says, love Seamus and Freedom Tunes. Thank you so wow. much. Don't we all? Much Don't we all? I'm so glad to hear that. Well, for those of you who, who are not familiar with who this Seamus is or what Freedom Tunes are, go over to Freedom Tunes, youtube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Hit subscribe, hit the bell. We're uploading a cartoon tomorrow. I love you so much. Whoa. Cigars and Sig Arms says, can we just go back to the days where He-Man and Orko warned kids about the things groomers would do to children? And told them to tell their parents or a police officer if it happened to them. Deeply homophobic yep. cartoons. They would be Until like, next time. don't tell your parents what we're doing. <laughs> you can exactly. say, if they made it today, If oh someone talks, gosh. I mean, I would love to do that. I think it's important for kids to know if someone touches you in a place that you're not comfortable, that you scream and you push them away. That's what my parents taught me. And, it, and it, of course, if, if an adult says anything to you that they tell you not to repeat to your parents, you immediately go and repeat it to your parents. Yes. Donald T. says Groundhog Day, but the cast castle has to get Ian the right cake to break the time loop. That was some good acting, Ian. You had me fooled for a minute. Oh, did they release that today? Oh, that was up a couple days ago. That was up a couple days ago. It was funny. So basically, like, Ian comes down, and there's a cake, and then he gets mad. You guys got to watch The cake is a lie. But then then Ian storms off, and then Seamus is like... I can't believe he would. He, we thought we, he'd liked it. Let's try again. Pulls out another cake. Goes, "Hey, Ian," and Ian walks down all happy, like nothing happened. Brilliantly directed by Seamus Cotton. Yeah, well, thank you. Look, 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 I wasn't the only one. A lot of talented people involved with this shoot. Matthew Hammond says, "Can we get North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robison on the show? He recently had to call out a political cartoon in a local newspaper depicting him 
a black man in a clan outfit that was drawn by an eighth grade social studies teacher. Wow. Dude, that wow. video, he is, that guy's hilarious. He did that whole speech at like a prophet where he's like, <laughs> something like, we need to start teaching people, teach children to read and not teach them how to go to hell. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's also, I mean, I, I'd be done M on the show. I just want to mention this as someone who does make political cartoons, albeit animated ones. The person I don't like wearing a clan's hood is the laziest, most overused trope in yeah. political cartooning. Yeah. It's hard. It, it doesn't shock me that what did it say it was an eighth grader who drew this? Of course, no, it's an no, eighth grade teacher. teacher. Oh, it was an eighth grade teacher. <laughs> wow. Okay, even yeah. better. With the yeah. cognitive faculties of an eighth, of an eighth grader, grader apparently. apparently. Yeah. All right. Rainigan says, if public schools had a system to let kids get baptized, take communion, and go through confirmation with protocols to uh, to hide this from parents, they would call it religious grooming in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yes, that is true. Yep. Yes. All right. Dudley Deplorable says, back in the 50s and 60s, we had a grooming teacher. His activities were known. Nothing was done. Children taught children to protect themselves. Had to edit to get past the AI. Hmm. Wow. Morgan H. says, the left says you hate gays because they are used to slinging insults, saying racist, homophobes, etc. The right flinched, but they're not flinching anymore. Well, there you go. Just Bill says, I listened almost daily, so I thought I should contribute. Hey, thanks very much, Thank Just Bill. Thank Appreciate you. it. Logan Angel says, have you guys heard about Oregon's, is that LIP? IP 13, it would make basically anything involving animals illegal and it's not getting enough attention. It's disguised as an anti-animal abuse bill. I heard it was about hunting. I don't know much about it. They don't want you to have your own animals. Mm. You know? I wouldn't trust the Oregon legislature over everything, so I assume yeah. any of their bills are bad, right? Yeah. It's just a lefty legislature. Alexander... Roscoe says, at 17 in high school, I came out to my woke teacher. One night, she took me across state lines from New Jersey to Philadelphia's uh, gayborhood to show me gay culture. When we got back, I was told not to tell my parents. Creepy. Man. I hope you did tell them. That is extremely creepy. I hope you told them. Yeah, that's wild. Seriously. If that happened, yeah, that's Another horrifying. cat says, cats don't mind grooming. I, that's I, what I'm well, talking about. They groom themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so good at some it. dogs are not fans of getting groomed, you know. All right, what do we got here? Dolphin Seaweed says, who pooed in Ian's cereal this morning? That man seems like he needs a hug. I, am, I, I completely agree with you. I don't see this as a joke or funny, and the right is reacting, not being proactive at all. Was, did you do something, Ian, about your cereal? I, I have been in kind of a tense mood today. I'm, thanks for calling that out. Um, yeah. hmm. Just in general. What is this? Smilemore says... Ian is spot on. Bill Gates wanted to use haptic feedback, sensors, iris scanning as part of Common Core. Parents found out and fought like hell to make sure it did not happen. Good job. Get ready to really? fight over and over and over and over again as they continue to attempt to indoctrinate humans into the metaverse. In in 10 years, the LGBTQ Communist Republican Party is going to be like, it's a slippery slope with the metaverse and we don't agree to it. Then 10 years later, it's going to be the metaverse Republicans arguing in hyperspeed metaverse language about some other you'll thing. have nine-year-olds that are making more money than their parents and then they'll start donating to campaigns and the politicians are going to be given over to these metaversions lunar transport says does all this talk of conversion and grooming mean that homosexuality is a learned behavior wasn't it the talking point that you are born that way i think there is a dissonance dissonance of messaging here yeah, yeah. I, that's that's been been obvious obvious for the past several years i mean isn't it like 
a little i mean there's a nature component and a nurture component that's my understanding i think right? so well like, the now now they're saying uh, uh many leftists are saying not all of them but a lot of them that if you are attracted to women but won't sleep with a trans woman you're transphobic yeah yeah so like jazz jennings's brother recently came out and said that he is heterosexual but because trans women are women he would be attracted to them and i'm just like doesn't that mean you're bisexual Exactly. I don't understand why, why there's an aversion of bisexual people to claim they're not. They're just heterosexual. I don't. I still. I ask this question often. Like, what makes a person gay? Is it the actual act of sex with someone of the same sex, or is it the desire and without ever doing the action? Depends on who you ask. Hmm. Because uh, I've been told by you know friends of mine who are gay that it's the emotional connection they have. That's what I feel like it would be. Yeah, because they're like, there are people who are who are extremely. What's the right word? Just like going to dungeons and doing crazy things with weird, crazy. Like if a guy is dressed up like a horse, and like another guy is like a fairy godmother. You know, you, what do you, what do you, what are you doing? And so their their view of things <laughs> is it's about emotional Sorry. connection. But if that's the case, like I, I, I don't, that, that 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 doesn't make sense because bisexual implies it is sexual. Yeah. What, what sexual, sexual orientation is being sexually attracted to fairy godmothers? They'll they'll make one up. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, <laughs> I, bro, need a new I, color on the flag. You need a new <laughs> word. <laughs> if you Google it right now, I bet you find it. Fairy <laughs> godmothers. <laughs> they watch like uh, uh, Cinderella, and they just have it pause in that one scene with the fairy godmother. Well, <sighs> hey man, a magic file or something. Be able to get down with wizards. Fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> Magician file. They have like they hire someone to dress up like Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> Harry Potter. You're a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Free men die free says a 4chan user years ago accurately described in great detail how the alphabet community would be used to push keto acceptance. I have the screenshots and they're spot on. Interestingly, there was a bunch of people trying to push LGBTP. Yes. And the left claimed it was a hoax campaign. But these people are serious. They've been serious. They call themselves MAPS. Minor attracted That's persons. Right. There was a Slate article, right? Slate published an article by an, a map, quote unquote, a pedophile being like, actually, you know, it's just a sexual orientation. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So again, and, and this question. goes without, well, this goes without saying, all right, but it, we have this Republican using the term Latinx. No one ever used the term map unironically. In fact, like, don't even use it ironically. Just call them pedophiles. Right. All right, let's read some more. Latter-day Gamer says, F my state and the rhinos that rule it. Cox literally blindsided the state. No history of this kind of stuff before he became governor. Well, there it is, you know. Now he's using his pronouns. That's why I don't trust the Republican Party. Because unless, you know, even even if you do primary people, you don't know who you're going to get. You can trust that they're going to be good and they're going to do all the right things. And as soon as they get in office, there you go. Keep voting them out. They keep coming in. Shane Parr says, Tim is a father of four children. I just have to say that I am with you 100%. If people don't start standing up for their values, they're going to lose their kids and jobs anyway. Good people can't remain silent. Let's, let's, let's elaborate on that. When I ask the question, you're a father with children, you're a mother with children. Would you rather have a job knowing that your child is being groomed eight hours a day, but at least you have money and you're set, you're secure, or be homeless with your child, not knowing where your food comes from? Now, Let's say you opt for, I'm okay with my job and these people grooming my kids. Are you then okay 
when someone comes to you and they have their, your kid in a child drag show, and when you complain, child services comes and takes your child from you. That's what happens if you wait around. If you don't don't take action, someone else is going to take it well, for you. Exactly. It's not as if the left wins one of these. You know, they they further degrade our culture and then go, "We're done. We're done. We're just going to stop there. Things are bad enough. We won't make it worse. We won't restrict your rights as a parent more." So. You gave us what we wanted. No, it's, it's only going to get worse. All right. Donnie Ronald says, fellow Utah in here, Mormons and rapid, uh, and rapid growth is what's wrong with Utah. There is a lot of business here in Utah, and unfortunately, it's attracting snakes. Mormons? Aren't, but the Mormons are they're the religious, though. Wouldn't they, wouldn't they push back? Yeah. I mean, Mormons, that, that's the foundation of Utah is the Very Mormon church. Like, it's just deeply embedded in, in, in the entire upper crust of I mean, that's, that's where the Mormons went yeah. <laughs> with Joseph Smith. That's, they went to Salt Lake City. Gino Benedetto says, I'm a Navy vet going to school for engineering. On the back of my truck is written, what country is this? And then, and why are the people all ugly? I don't get a lot of hate messages, but it's hilarious to me. <laughs> oh man. YouTube's not going to like that one. That's funny. All right. Let's see. Whoosh says, Utah in here. The state is very red, but Salt Lake City Provo is aggressively left. Check r slash Utah. 90% of it is absolute vitriol against any conservative. And Provo is where that BLM guy shot the driver for no reason. You remember that? No. Someone was driving down the street and BLM was running through the streets. And then some guy just ran up to the passenger side window and then put a bullet in the driver. I don't ask. I have no idea why, man. Two men were arrested in that, apparently. Yeah. According to the desert.com. Deseret.com. Seriously, JK says, Tim, tell us about your sweet, sweet flash animations, please. Um, there's not really much to tell. I made a video game once where it was like a guy running through a factory and that was it. There was no real story to it. And then there was like, I made metal things that would like, you know, slam down and you had to like run under them. Mm-hmm. And then there, I, there were these little, uh, little, uh, wind up guys like that munched like, nom, 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 and you had to jump over them and that was about it. And then you collect, once you collect all the coins, the, the door would open and you could go to the next level. It was, it was a pretty crummy game. And then I just would copy and paste the levels and move stuff around and keep, <laughs> You know, that's basically it. That was fun, those old action I made websites, games. though. I made a few Flash websites for, for some of my friends and for me, and it was about it. Flash was fun. Motion tween back in Flash 4. Yeah. 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 Dang, I was Flash that. 4. I, I started with Flash 3. Got a used wow. copy of it on eBay. <laughs> yeah. Flash, man. Good software. But I, was, I started making videos because I was skateboarding, so then I started doing video editing and stuff. So there you go, right? All right, let's grab some more. Let's grab some more Super Chats. Prometheus says, drop pronouns entirely. I wonder if the Daily Wire would consider making anime, potentially a biblical anime. They should. It's like two points. Well, here's what actually I think should be. Like, we should just have a general agreement. So so the left does this thing where they're like, gender is a social construction, and they're saying it as though that this novel insight. It's like, no, that gender, you literally invented the concept as a social exactly. construction. Right? right. right? Like, it... It was, if you go back to the 1920s and how the word gender was used, it was only used in relation to like pronouns and language, right? Like, uh, or gender, gender terms, like how in romance languages, like there's, uh, you know, L and la yeah. for the prefix or whatever. Like you invented it as a social construction. So like, why don't we just realize that maybe we don't need to use pronouns on the basis of a social construction and can instead use it on the basis of biological reality and thus always refer to people by their biological sex? What if I just call everyone it? You know, um, like when like Ian's like, hey, can you hand me that? I'll be like, Will, it's asking for it again. <laughs> so well, I, awesome. I want to mention this. Not only is <laughs> gender identity an invented term, a social construct that the left put forward to try to blur the lines between the sexes, it was coined by Dr. John Money. 
I'm not sure if you guys are familiar identity with his work. Was? I know the word gender the, was. The word gender identity uh, and gender role and sexual orientation were all coined by Dr. John He's Mundt. that guy who tortured those two kids into killing yes. themselves. He, yes. He, so basically there was a botched circumcision that uh, occurred, and there were, there, were, there were twins. There was a botched circumcision on one of them. He encouraged the parents to raise the child who had undergone the botched circumcision as a girl and said that he was going to remove this child's genitals. He did. They tried to raise the, the child as a girl. He always knew that there was something wrong with him, always understood John he was a Money, boy on some level. John, John, Money, John Money made... M-L-N-E-Y. And he ma- forced he them made, to engage in right. sexual behavior as children, and he snapped pictures of it. This guy was just a, a child sex abuser. He was a pedophile. Then, He's the person both, who coined the terms gender identity and, both, and gender. Both those individuals ended up killing themselves. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Horrible. And that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. All right, Just so Carl, you know. Carl Covert says Greg Abbott is busing undocumented immigrants to D.C. He signed the executive order today. But busing they have to flying. But they have to volunteer. Yeah, they, if they volunteer to go. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, we talked about this before the show, that maybe it's uh, if people can't, were like coyote across the border, that this is a way for them to be like, I want to go back because they do have to volunteer to get sent. Insert name here says, Ian, SF is not NorCal. That dumpster is North L.A. NorCal starts directly north of it. And 70% of California's water originates in the north, while 80% of the demand is in the south. The state steals our water. We need a separation. State of Jefferson, southern Oregon and northern, like north northern California. You know, they, they've talked about diverting the, the, the delta to bring water down south to southern California. And I'm kind of just like, for a while, I was like, no, no, you can't do that. It'll destroy the bay. And now I'm like, oh, no. Oh, wait. It'll destroy the bay. Well, there's a whole other issue with the Delta smelt. It's like an environmental oh, yeah. issue. They have to that's, flush that's, tons of fresh water through the, the San Joaquin that's Delta. A, that's, that's a BS argument. I, I, went there, I went down there. I talked to a bunch of people. I think that's just some, some emotional defense. The reality is if, that, if we actually diverted the, 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 uh, the Delta water to the south for fresh water use, it would cause uh, salt water to flood into the bay and that would destroy a lot of the farms in, mm. in, in the Bay Area. Hmm. So that's why you can't do it. That's why I'm like, oh, no. You know, we're, oh, oh, they're freshwater. Because it it's brackish towards, you know, because it's freshwater and uh, mm. seawater. All right. Tim Miner says split California in half, east and west. The eastern half can be absorbed into Arizona and Nevada. Problem solved. Agreed. So I, whoa, spoken, whoa, whoa, so terrible idea. Terrible idea. No, its own state, the eastern part, which is a hard red state. Why would, why would we give up the creation of a red state? That's a terrible idea. Two red set, two more Republican senators. It'd be a powerful state with all those farms. Yeah. Someone said, Tim, people attracted to fairy godparents is a croaker, crocker sexual. <laughs> <laughs> fairy godparents! <laughs> I, Tim was right. Uh, well, I'm not getting the joke. Fairy godparents! Fairy godparents! You remember, uh, no. fairly odd parents? No, no, I gotta look this up. <laughs> uh, uh, it was a cartoon in the, 2000s or there were some 2000s? memes that came out of that yeah. the if i had one meme yeah. where oh, the dad's pointing i at sent the that to youtube so youtube this was a while ago back when that meme was in vogue youtube hadn't sent me a 1000 <laughs> subscriber plaque and yeah. i'd already had like 200,000 <laughs> subs at this point so i sent them a meme of that except it was this is where i put my subscriber plaque and they responded to me they're like we're sorry let's talk to you about getting your subscriber plaque it actually wow. did so it worked all right isaac luck says Tim, I would 100% support your coffee enterprise, but only if you call it Tim Cafe or the Coffee Beanie. Mm. If you need drink ideas, I'd be happy to help. I was thinking – I have some really good ideas for drink ideas. I was thinking like latte, cappuccino. That's a good one. Ice latte. Oh, Get this. Mocha. Mocha. Mm. Like Yo, I'm, I, no frills. Okay, I'm going to open a sandwich shop, and it's going to have sandwich. That's you. it. 
Have you ever tried a brevet? I feel like you would love it. A brevet? What's that made of? A brevet is instead of using milk, they use either half and half or heavy cream. Yes, I've had that. Oh, I've had that before. Awesome. Wow, yeah, cream is good. Yeah, yeah. yes, it is. I, my whole yeah, life, I, like I thought that it was the sour cream that was making me fat at Taco Bell. When it turned out, it was the sixty-four ounce sodas I was drinking, and yeah. so I thought cream was dangerous. And now recently, I'm just learning to love. I'm going to open yeah. a sandwich shop, and it's going to and, and you're going to have like three meats: lettuce, tomato, onion, cheese, mayo, mustard. Perfect. And you pick It'll be that. easier else. to source the stuff, that's for sure. Keep it simple. Super simple, super fast. You come and you get a sandwich, eat the food, you get out of there, huh? No, 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 no uh, chit-chat, no no nonsense, no frilly garbage on the walls. It'll be very simple. Real men coming in saying, I want a sandwich, turkey, do it, done, boom, here you go. Fresh made <laughs> bread. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No games. Flour and water. Nothing else. Yes. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Maybe man sandwich. That would be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in getting different types of creams for the coffee. Maybe a, an almond cream, a coconut cream. No, those are frills. That's yeah, all the frills. You drink cow. Mm. You come into my coffee shop, we have heavy cream. But what about the lactose else. intolerant? No, sorry, get out. Do a little peanut butter I actually, powder, I actually do feel cacao. like not tolerated in this house because I was looking for food and literally everything is like some sort of like dairy product. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. we, we, we got, put extra lactose in everything. Yeah, here. We got, we got salami downstairs. You can have that. I, I can't eat salami. That's true. I found yeah. some peanuts. That was, that was oh, my those big are yours. snack. We've okay. got, uh, in terms of snacks, not everything is dairy. Well, I guess the protein bars All the bars protein are bars are dairy. Yeah. Oh. No, not the outright ones. I don't think those are dairy. No, those are oh, dairy. Yeah, I, 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 I looked protein. at them. They all have like, I, I just need some like Cliff Bars or something next time. Because everything's made of protein, so it's all yeah, cheese. Yeah, it's all like the keto stuff. And yeah. All the keto Wait, stuff is have you, dairy. Have you been vegan We have lately? bacon. Or just no, no. I, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm meat and, but no dairy. We like, have I'm, individually wrapped bacon. I do, oh, I saw those. They're great. Yeah, okay. really good. I like the spicy one. Spicy one's good. Yeah, super good. Let's read some more Super Chats. Okay, let's see. Let's grab a Super Chat here. ASIM Solution says, Tim, the water issue with California farmers having all the water stolen for L.A. is nothing new. It was a central point in the 1974 film noir Chinatown starring Jack Nicholson set in the late yes, uh, 1930s. Really? That is correct. What was it about? Chinatown's like, I mean... I forget the like details of the plot, but it's sort of, you know, investigating this sort of corruption, like a private investigator is Jack Nicholson's character and he's investigating this like corruption slash murder and a big chunk of the drama revolves around water, water rights wow. in California. Nugget says I was born in Zimbabwe, 1991. They took land from white people, divided it up and gave it to Africans. Then everyone starved because yep. nobody knew how to farm. Whoa. That's, That's what happens with communism. Yep. They were like, the people should own the land. Yay. Get rid of the farmer. Yay. Is anybody yeah. know how to farm? No. And then you die. Yay. Yeah. Or they're like, quick, everyone melt down your tools to make pig iron. Yeah. yeah they want to do that Brutal. in South Africa, too. Land yeah. reform. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a that's, – that's, that's South Africa, man. <laughs> Haven't, like, farmers been getting attacked in mass in South Africa? The, it depends on who you ask. The corporate press is like, that's not happening. Oh, so happening. it probably is. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, not right. happening. It's happening. Yeah. But uh, – what the media says is all farmers are being attacked. But they were saying it was like the white colonial farmers that were being attacked. That's the story. There's 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 a place in South Africa. This was from Lauren Southern's documentary where it's like all white and like white only or something. It's crazy. Like that something like that still exists. And it's like a hmm. weird pocket suburban town far away from everything. I think okay. they, they almost like they applied to be like a minority protected status or something like that wow. in South Africa. It was, it, I remember I remember reading about that place. It was really, yeah. very weird. All right. Let's grab some more super chats. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Mr. Messenger, message writer says, you say the, the cities will be worse for food shortages. You have no idea. Many West Coast cities have thousands of people living in 100 square foot apartments, which have no storage, no kitchen. They must leave to get food to eat. 
Oh, yeah, The Bachelors. When I lived in L.A. and I was trying to find a place to live, I ended up living with uh, a friend of mine in a studio. And it was a couple hundred. It, it was it was it, it was like 500 square feet, maybe. And so it was just a studio, with, but it had a separate kitchen. And so I was like, all right, that's cool. When I was looking for places for myself, I couldn't afford any of these things. I had to split a studio. But they had bachelor apartments, which are basically glorified closets. And then there's one shared bathroom that everyone uses. And it was still like several hundred dollars per month. And I was just like, man, do yeah. not want to live here. At that you point, know? I would try and live in like my, my, my band lockout or something. But I lived in a band space once. It was like a mm-hmm. hundred bucks a month. Paper thin walls. Rickety old building, probably full of all like asbestos or whatever. You name it. That was in Chicago. That was fun though. No, no good lighting. You'd wake up and there was no showers or anything. So you'd go to the bathroom and just splash water on yourself. <laughs> but hey, a hundred bucks a month and a, and a, and a place to sleep. I, uh, we found a, uh, 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 a passenger, uh, two seater from the back of a van that was thrown away. And that's what I got to sleep on. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You make it work, man. I like that stuff. Something work. about that. It's not only is it like romantic, but it's actually awesome because you're saving money for the things you really find important in life, which is investing for your future. Yeah. All right. Let's get let's, what we got here. Kevin Brady says, random fact about Big Mouth, Nick Kroll. His father ran Kroll Industries, who was responsible for security at the Twin Towers on 9-11. That sounds like something that sounds true that's not true, though. That's crazy. Why don't, how about true. someone fact check that? Because that, you know. Corporate Kroll? Investigation Risks, Risk Consulting, Kroll Inc., American Corporate Investigations and Risk Consulting. Well, I read a fascinating book about that. This is also somebody you should try and get on if you haven't. Uh, I think it was Barry Meyer. M-E-I-E-R, he wrote a book about uh, corporate spying and had a lot to do with Russiagate and Fusion GPS, but it was about like general, like these weird corporate intelligence firms that are like do all sorts of crazy, really screwed up stuff. Like they were the ones who were like in, working for Harvey Weinstein investigating the one. It was fascinating. Fascinating book. Spiro Floropolis says, I lost my job standing up against woke and vaccine crap because I wanted to do better for my daughter's future. It was worth it. If Timcast needs tech help, I have 20 years experience. Glad to hear it. And we do. Send an email. Uh, let's say spin the UFO. Yeah. You check that enough? Let's What's make, the name let's... on that? Spiro Floropolis. Hmm. That might not be his real name. No, but we'll, uh, we'll oh, use, 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 the, we'll u- use that it, in yeah. the subject and then we'll, we'll take a look. Because we, we do need tech help as we expand. We have new buildings and all that stuff. So there you go. Jordan James says two years ago at a gro- grocery would spend about two fifty to three hundred dollars. Now over six hundred for the same amount of stuff for a family of four. Man, it's getting bad out there, my friends. Yep. All right, let's see. Oppressive straight white male Christian says Fairmont, West Virginia, literally has Tim's Man Sandwich Shop. It's called Yan's Hot Dogs. Hot dog sauce, mustard, raw onions. The end. Woo. I love um, it. Simple. You go in, you get food. I like it. In and out. It's very simple, right? You go to In and Out, you get a burger. You can have burger, two burger, three burger, burger with stuff on it. Have a nice day. In and out is amazing. They also got yeah. animal style. Highly recommend if you haven't. And run by conservatives. Style. That's yeah. the thing. People were hating on it now because they're like, it's a California thing. No, they were run by conservatives. They were opposed to the vax mandate. Like I do extra crispy in and out for the fries because otherwise they just blanch them. They hit them once. I think they do it twice for you and get them nice mm. and crispy. See, everybody's always talking about how but they want that, ask that for good it. old country restaurant where you go in and they're very nice to you and you can relax. And I don't want none of that. I want to walk in. I want the server to walk up and say, what do you want? I want, I want a cheeseburger, bacon, fries, side of mayo, uh, and a club soda. Done. They leave. They come back out. They give it to me. No chit-chat. No BS. No you, stupid you know what names. I can't stand? I can't stand when I go in. I already know what I want to eat when I go to a restaurant. Before we even go in for the most part. Going, go, going to a diner? Yeah, I'm going to get two eggs, bacon, and sausage. That's it. Good question, though. So I sit down and the server walks up and they're like, 
Um, do you guys need menus? Well, yes, obviously people need menus to know what they want to order. Me, I know what I want. They'll say, well, I'm just going to do the drinks first. It's like, bro, we are ready to order. Can you just take our order? Mm-hmm. No, we need a man yeah. restaurant so where quite- you go in and they're like, you just say, eggs and bacon, done. And they no, bring you, you eggs grunt. and bacon. Are you, you just grunt for the specific uh, item on the menu you want. A <laughs> breakfast place that only serves two eggs, two bacon, two sausage, nothing else. It's what you get. Go home. Are you, <laughs> you going to make people it. pay before or after they eat? During. During. Ooh, I like it. During. A surprise. During. Okay. During. A surprise. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you have not already, smash the like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Uh, we're going to have that members-only segment coming up. At 11 p.m., so you don't want to miss that. It's again at TimCast.com. Uh, you can follow the show at TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. You can follow me at TimCast. Will, would you like to shout anything out? Uh, just my Twitter right now, Will Ch- at Will Chamberlain. Also, uh, Article Three Project is doing. I think it's A3 Project on Twitter, but look it up. I mean, we're doing. We've been doing doing great work uh, opposing the uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson nomination. Um, and uh, IAP Internet Accountability Project does great work opposing the bad acts of big tech. So, all three of those things. Cool. I'm Seamus Coglin. I have a YouTube channel called Freedom Tunes. You guys should go check it out. We're uploading a cartoon tomorrow. So, go over there, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, watch it. I love all of you. Thank you for stopping by. I love you guys too. You're great. You're really great. And to the dude that has said you got four kids, man, you're going to raise great kids. This is, thank you. Uh, I also fasted yesterday for 24 hours. Maybe that was why my mood was dipped today. So I'm easing mm. back into eating life. And I'll Fasting's check you great, out. man. Yeah, it, it was really, really good. It was needed. I overate pizza. So I did it to Ooh. myself. It's my own punishment to myself so that God doesn't punish me. I saw someone cooking a pizza at like midnight. Look no further. Than <laughs> it's while, he, he was eating his sorrow. He'd been crying because we didn't get enough this, likes this on the right. video. Yeah. And then it's he, the Giordano's. Yeah. I mean, talk about so, hard yeah. to resist, but I just I can't cheese it. myself like that. Yeah. So not again. Giordano's so is like it's eating amazing. a brick of cheese. Yeah, and it expands so slowly good. after you eat it like a shot. It it's takes a while so to get drunk. Good. Same with the food. It takes a while to get fat. <laughs> no, you're right. It, like, it expands in you. It's true. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Thanks, everyone. Follow me at iancrossland.net if you want to. Catch you later. Why do we always end up talking about food? I end up leaving because we're so hungry. hungry. I'm, just, I'm starving. Right now. Plug Does anybody want to go to Waffle House? I'm going to Waffle oh, House. That's a good idea. I'm like that. We have a diner. After we record this members thing, okay. yeah, let's do it for sure. Waffle you guys can close. follow me. Hold on, real quick. Well, you guys can follow me on Twitter at sourpatchlids and on minds.com. I also have sourpatchlids.me. We will see all of you over at timcast.com for that member segment or Waffle House. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you then. Bye, guys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.